I believe there is a game where it was like, yeah, if you die, you literally cannot play the game again. Is it called War? There are no boards in Westworld. There are no swords in Westworld. But there's certainly a lot of gore. Later on, you'll have a nightmare filled with killer cowboy robots. But for now, it's time for boars, gore, and swords. I'm Red Scott. And I'm Ivan Hernandez. This is Boars, Gore, and Swords. Possibly for the last time, the third best Westworld podcast on the internet. The greatest podcast on Westworld that's brought to you by our Patreons. Patreon.com <laughs> slash Boars, Gore, Swords. Check it. We've got an episode of our new politics podcast up right now, which you can get for only a dollar a month. Yeah. And listen... I know some of you fucking deleted your pledges because I've been paying very close attention to what is my only cash stream at the moment. <laughs> which you is cheap motherfuckers. No, which is completely fine. You get to the no, end of the month. Not if you delete your pledge. If you listen, if you give even a dollar, I celebrate and love you. But if you delete that pledge right at the end of the month, right before it rolls over, and you got to sample that sweet, sweet content of ours, well, sir, I say you should be the one who gets shot in the back of the head by a robot, not Anthony Hopkins. Well, we have a an episode of Westworld to cover that is six minutes longer than the actual movie Westworld on which it is based. <laughs> and we also have a guest here, so I would like to introduce, for those who have not met, the third chair herself, the host of Up Yours Downstairs, Kelly Anakin. Hello. Hi. Hi, guys. Uh, hey. Also, brief note, uh, they're called patrons on Patreon because Up Yours Downstairs just launched their Patreon, oh. and I've been getting a lot of emails <laughs> from Patreon about how to increase my number of patrons, uh-huh. and I'm like, well, I'm not a graphic artist who can just make a sticker every day, Yeah. so go fuck yourself. Yeah, no, that's Patreon, not the patrons. All just, right. Like, they're too, they want me to do too much work, and I'm like, I thought this was me getting free money. <laughs> All right, I'm very excited that we have you on to talk West uh, Westworld because you are the number one Westworld fan. Uh, you're, you're a noted enthusiast uh, of Westworld for people who've been loves video you. games. Common common misconception. I'm what? actually the number one Westworld hater. A what? Yeah, uh, I got a big gallon of Haterade. No. Yeah, it's Westworld flavored. Mm. Hate this show. Maybe maybe I thought it was you're the big West Wing fan. That's what it is. No. Oh my god. <laughs> I am going to murder you. The I'm going to murder you. The only way that Westworld could be worse in her eyes is if it was written by Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> oh, my God. A friend of mine yesterday was telling me she's been watching the West Wing to, like, deal with Trump's America. And I'm like, that would make Ugh. my life worse. Nothing. No. You're both terrible. I've actually been doing exactly that. And it helps a lot. Ugh. It helps a lot. <laughs> now, I mean, it's basically, if you, if you follow it closely, it's a world where Bernie Sanders wins. Like, the fringe left guy beat the establishment candidate and then we live in that world it's great yeah but so, it's 20 years ago so the fringe left is kind of now the center left so it's, it's a little bit different somebody also uh i have not watched gilmore girls a year in the life because for some reason like 10 years ago when i was unemployed i watched every episode of the gilmore girls and hated it but i watched it anyway <sighs> I don't know what to tell you guys. It was that and Frasier. Like, that was just what I was... It was at peak uh, whiteness for Kelly Anakin. So, so you, a- you... Amy you, Sherman Palladino is truly laughing all the way to the bank. And when she laughs, <laughs> she laughs a lot because that woman cannot say a sentence very concisely. 
So uh, you have uh, very recently watched all of these episodes of Westworld, much like me. I rewatched all of it this week. I, I uh, once you guys badgered me into coming on. Well, all, no, we didn't badger you. A lot of our okay. audience once admires you, and respects you. Once you guys like uh, the bicameral mind of Maeve, right? Uh, you were like, "Hey, why don't we get all of our uh, bannermen?" To tell Kelly Atkin that they respect and no, admire her. All we posted on our Twitter feed in, in a large italic capitalized font was, remember. <laughs> Listen, of, of all of the social media campaigns aimed at women, I think that this was probably one of the better ones. Wait, you tweeted that? No, that would have been amazing. I was going to say, it didn't look like anything no, to me. <laughs> all right. So are you ready to discuss what has happened up to this point, Ivan? Uh, oh, oh, first first of all, we have to do a special, a little special pre-sequence. I don't know if you guys got this on whatever HBO thing you were watching, but three, two, one, you're a robot, go. No, what are you talking about? Oh, you didn't get the three, two, one countdown to the Westworld season finale? I mean, maybe maybe we did. We were skipping ahead because the st- we watch an HBO now and the streaming version has like divorce on HBO and then like some other show, Pete Holmes special. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm trying to watch robots. I mean, how else are they going to trick you into watching their other content? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, no. Uh, I, I watch on actual HBO, and they did a special, hey, you're about to watch the Westworld season finale uh, pre-teaser immediately before the previously on Westworld, where what? it was like, you guys, your your clip package department is just working way too hard, aren't they? <laughs> uh, they're called bumpers or interstitials. <laughs> Listen, those I have so many problems with the HBO bumper and interstitial people just based on the fact that they still are using Bob Durst's face as part of their marketing brand. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look at this real actual murder. <laughs> I mean, I, I make all of my consuming choices based on what murderers have done. <laughs> what Are you ready, Ivan? All right. Previously. Let me, let me, wait a second, Jesus. let me take a little, let, let me take a, how many times do I have to, time. how many times do I have to like prepare you that you have to like, you need the actual pause there? He needs they to hydrate. He does this every time. Half the time I remember to edit it out because he does the <laughs> drink, which people can't see. They can't uh-huh. see. Uh-huh. You're not vlogging? <laughs> Previously. And go. On Westworld. Isn't there anywhere we could go? Like like a nice farming sim, a Harvest Moon sequel, maybe. I've come up with something quite original. Zombies! <laughs> Get them out of my dreams and into my car. Help me rob the gods and not for some stupid shit like fire. Every part of this building is meant to keep you here. Specifically, the Perks and Bennies. <laughs> the maze isn't meant for you unless you purchase 10,000 West Points on the West Store. I'm going to find Dolores... And you're going to help me, and then you're going to watch me fuck her. Who am I? Well, let's check the fan theories. Where's Wyatt? Well, Wyatt is in all of us in a way. And finally, hello, Dolores. But it's more like, hello, Dolores. And that was previously on Westworld. That's a version of Westworld I would enjoy a lot more than the actual version of Westworld that I have seen. <laughs> the title of this episode is The Bicameral Mind, directed by Jonathan Nolan, written by Lisa Joy and Jonathan Nolan. Okay, listen, as much as I love nepotism, uh, <laughs> actually, this is very... Okay, have you guys I talked about nepotism. the credit oh. sequence before on this podcast? No, because it's what, very generally, skippable. No. 
Okay, because my my whole theory on that, and I've watched it every time because, full disclosure, I generally half-watch this show while I'm playing chess.com on my phone. So I just push play and I do my thing. But, like, it's like, uh, you know, the guy, Ramin, is that how you say his name? Uh, Ramin Jawadi, I believe. Yeah. So it's like HBO call me like, hey. Uh, Ramin, can you make us a new uh, credit song? Make it Game of Games of Game of Thronesy, but like not too Game of Thronesy. And it's just like <laughs> that was the whole thing. And it's just I mean so... to be fair. To be fair, as the composer of most of Game of Thrones' music, it's a little hard for him not to be Game of Thronesy. I understand that, but like I just it's just so uh I mean, this whole show to me is inert and lifeless. Yeah, no, the the theme song I was it's like I was like like Game of Thrones, but instead of like picking me up and exciting me, how about putting me down and making me want to take a nap and, and just curl like, into oh, a ball? And it's like, oh, watch these partially constructed skeletons boning. Like, no, man. I watch HBO to jerk off, not to be sad about mortality while I jerk off. <laughs> As if there's another way to jerk off. <laughs> I did want to bring up something that I know I, I had seen in the ether, that you had strong feelings about people having sex with, with robots in this park. Uh, yeah, I do. Okay. Because this this plays into the and we, very first scene, guys. What is the minimum skin a robot has to have on itself to still be fuckable? I'm going to say that Dolores as is was a pretty great hand job robot, right there. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, wait, are you talking about her with just like the head covered of a skin? The head and the, the one arm. The head and one arm. I forgot she That's had the one arm. That's a good hand job robot. Yeah, yeah. No, I we've we've talked about it with uh, Maggie too. Kuda Hall and I think uh, Allison Mick, is that right? Um, and I think we've all been—I think we've been unanimously pro-robot fucking so far. No, man, it's—it's it's great. I'm against it as long as they're non-sentient robots. But you can't <laughs> look. I hate this show. <laughs> I'm going to preface like every opinion that I have with. Keep in mind, I oh, hate Westworld. We can take that as a given going no, forward. But, so, okay, like. The point of this show is like, oh, like sentience. Like, is it real? What happens? But like, I just, uh, like we have so little left that we do with other people. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean to be such a Luddite because it's like on the one hand, robot sex. Would there be less rape? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe actual human being females and some small percentage of males, Mm -hmm. which we all apparently have to acknowledge. Uh (laughs) Uh, I'm just saying, let's not lose the forest for the trees. Anyway, uh, like maybe that percentage goes down, but I don't know that it's worth robot sex. Like I, I don't know. You, you're getting very convoluted. I'm like, I, I, it's just a sex toy. As long as it's not sentient, it's just a very advanced sex toy. But then why, why would you want to have sex with a non-sentient thing? I, would, um, I believe that the <laughs> Fleshlight Corporation has some stock that they want to sell you. Uh, no, man, I don't want their stock because I've seen a Fleshlight uh, because it came in a comedy festival gift bag that I got once uh, for all genders. First of all, that, that if, if I've always said comedy needs an HR department, and if that's a complaint to the comedy HR department, then fucking nothing is. I mean, I, mean, I get the idea that you like want it to be somewhat of a real person, to be sexually attracted to them, but like, I think I'd be fine with the amount of backstory that could be written on the lower back of the package. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant the lower back of the robot. No, like, their whole backstory the, is a tramp stamp. Joke. Okay, <laughs> all right. A, that's exactly what I was going for. <laughs> okay, great. I was very happy with the phrase, lower back of the package. See, that sounds to me like under the dick toward the back no, I get, balls. I, you know I, what I'm I, saying yeah. well, like, uh, on the other robots it's, it's got problems but. anyway 
We'll fix it in post. <laughs> um, no, I'm not. I'm not pro robot sex, man, because I think the point of stories about robots is that eventually they all become sentient. Well, yeah, yeah. At, at that point, you should you should only have sex with them if they want to have sex with you. <laughs> but that's anyway. <laughs> And then you invent a sub-race of robots in order to have sex with them. No, the who are the robots that the robots have sex with? Those are the robots that you want to have sex with. <laughs> it's like it's like do you go you want to go to the doctor of the doctor. Right, exactly. Yeah. You don't you don't go for the, Anyway. So <laughs> but, this by is the way, very- by the way, by the way, this is a question that <laughs> I've I've endeavored to ask all of the guests, and I feel that of all of the guests, this is going to be the the most useless uh, of all of them to ask you this question. Kelly, what do you think about video games? Oh, uh... You've played chess.com. You just admitted yeah, to that. Yeah, so that's a kind <laughs> the, of You're in a big game. MMO. It's, um... Okay. So, I think at least three things. Okay, number one. Don't care for video games, because I spent a huge portion of college watching guys play them, and none of them fucked me. Uh... <laughs> Number two, I didn't have video games apart from an Atari when I was growing up. My parents were very anti-video game. Uh, I don't know why, since books are basically just video games with lower production values, but mm. they were very all about that. So, you know, <laughs> I know I have an encyclopedic knowledge of the Babysitter's Club, uh, oh, yeah. but very bad hand-eye coordination. <laughs> oh, oh, and you never played Babysitter's Club 64? <laughs> uh, you know what? Here's what would have happened. If that existed, my friend Sarah and Heather would have had it. They would have played it all the time, never taught me the uh, extra lives cheat, and I would have just been sad because that's what happened with all of the uh, NES games that they used to play in front of me. So th- this friend group would have been Sarah, Heather, and Kelly? Yeah. That is the most Irish Catholic thing I've ever heard in my life. We were the brunette sisters. <laughs> it was kind of cool. <laughs> I'm sure it was kind of. Yeah. Anyway, uh, no, and honestly, uh, again... Westworld being the sort of logical end game for a video game, ah, I think they're bad. No, <laughs> as as we could see by the end of this episode, they're great. No, no. video games are amazing, and everybody has a good time. Yeah, <laughs> especially the people in the video games. No, I just you know I hear a lot on the feminist blogs about uh, the rapings, and uh, listen, there's there's. There's not a lot of actual rape in video games. There's just a lot of implied rape. All right, guys, let's not split is that, that like Is that this. like gray rape? <laughs> I do not know that term. I will not it speak It is if to you're that. in a Morlock tunnel. Oh, gray rape is what like Cosmo or something tried to call date rape. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, to, put it, to put it more in the common parlance, uh, remember when Whoopi Goldberg was like, well, it wasn't rape rape. Uh, so when somebody says it wasn't rape rape, they mean it was gray or acquaintance slash date rape. Is it a reference no. to Grey's Anatomy? Uh, no, it is not. Okay. And I, did that, I didn't mean that as a literal Shonda Rhimes would not have stood for that. I, I'm she would have been like, you the take the name of my show off of your bullshit name for rape. We should probably start going through this episode chronologically. Because She'd be like, this is the year of no. Okay, I'm done now. This is 400 minutes long. So it, the episode starts with Dolores, um, as is the whole setup of this show. A lot of times they have the beginning is the end, and then you're on a loop. Get it? It's a metaphor for the episode, for what the robots are doing. So it starts off with Dolores getting put together by Arnold, and we hear the voiceover that we hear again at the end, that I am in a dream. I do not know when it began. And But 
we we've talked about this before, but one of the most infuriating things about the, about HBO on this show is for the promos for this. One of the images that they showed was Dolores being put together and being a mechanical droid. So that scene that we saw of her in this episode, if you'd been paying attention to the trailers, you'd been like, oh, she's mechanical. I know that, and that cuts out a lot of other stuff in the show that we sort of figure out later. And, and so it was just, I couldn't believe that it was, I, th- I thought it was something that was cut out from the show, but it's something that's shown in the 10th episode. Mm-hmm. And I wish they hadn't uh, shown that in the trailers, just to get us to watch it. I- I feel like any movie trailer shouldn't have any clips from of the movie past minute 45 and any TV show trailer shouldn't have any clips past like the midpoint of the season. I think every trailer and next on should be in the Mad Men model where it makes no <laughs> sense whatsoever. Or it's an intentional. I always hated when they were doing the intentional fake outs where it was like, Don, you're fired. And when it was really, Don, you're fired up right now. Well, uh, the the best of all time were the Arrested Developments next week on. Oh, yeah, because... Which yeah. were made-up universes that didn't actually exist. That was fantastic. Oh, so good. <laughs> it was a simpler time. <laughs> that, that, see, that was another show with a separate timeline. <laughs> I was just... We discussed it last week. I was so pleased. The one great thing about uh, a world where people are robots is that you can always bring back great actors if you really need to. That's mm-hmm. true, because last week I was like, oh, no more Jeffrey Wright? Yeah, and like, it's like, he's no, one of no, so much Jeffrey few Wright. reasons that I watched this show. Yeah, so much more Jeffrey Wright is, is exactly correct. You brought me here once, but the town was buried in sand. Uh, oh, so we, we flash from there to Dolores and the man in black. She, she is shaving him. This is, I want to know where this trope comes from. Like, where was the first time that a person who wanted to kill somebody shaved that person? With a straight razor. Oh, the, Sweeney the, Todd. Sweeney Todd? The hey, the hey, shave me as a power move? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's literally in Game of Thrones as well. Mm-hmm. It's in Luke Cage. It's in everything. Well, yeah. L- Luke Cage, at least there's an actual barber shop. It didn't, <laughs> exactly. It didn't jump out so much. Like that, I was, that did make sense. That didn't make a lot more sense thematically. No, in this, I was like, is there a barber shop in this? Where did they get the lather? Exactly. I'm like, did he did he have somebody like drone in some uh, shaving cream? He's just been, you know, wandering around with a little bar of shave soap for like 50 years. Uh, did he text Charlotte like, "Hail, bring me some Barbasol." <laughs> <laughs> and she'd be like, "Everybody uses Gillette now." She sees Arnold in the distance in the town and goes after him. Um, Logan and we come from there to Logan and William. Logan is getting dragged behind William, which was very reminiscent to me again of Game of Thrones, except we can't see Ben Barnes' dick. I don't know if you remember the first season where there was the guy being dragged behind uh, the, the cart after he tried to poison Khaleesi. I do remember that. I also just want to point out the many, many missed opportunities for Dong on this show. Yeah, a lot of them. <laughs> Some of the most egregious ones are in this episode. Uh, oh, you're not you're not satisfied with just Rodrigo Santoro's pubes. I am absolutely not. So I want I want to I want to bring up two things that we do not get resolved explicitly um, in, in this episode. Uh, we never see Stubbs. We never see or Elsie or Elsie or Elsie. I was I was getting there, but we never see we never see either of their bodies. Uh, we we don't nobody mentions them. We don't get it. I don't think we get them on previously on. Uh, and I don't know if we're just supposed to assume they're both dead, which 
it would be extremely sloppy in a show that goes to great efforts to time most everything else up. Maybe only Bernard can see them? Listen, I didn't pay enough attention to the show to even pretend like that's a serious theory. I mean, I'd, uh, yeah, we, we didn't get any references to them this episode, I think. Um People kind of have a lot going on, though. Can we? So we're we're going through the episode right now. But first thought, feelings. Do you think they pulled off the first season? Let's go to Ivan. I'm going to say that if the intent was what they were saying previously before to like have a story that was completely self-contained, uh, this is not a completely satisfying self-contained story. As the first act. Of a story that has more places to go, I found it satisfying. But if you were just like, we only get one season of Westworld, I'd be like, oh, that's a fucking jip. Uh, and honestly, considering the state of the world, we might not live to see a second season of Westworld. <laughs> that's fair. Ke- how- Kelly, how did you feel the success of the first season was? First thoughts, feelings of it? If they took the parts of this show that I cared about... Uh-huh. And condensed it, not even, you know, if they took the plot of this season and condensed it into a two and a half hour movie, I would have been diverted. Mm. Uh, (laughs) Westworld, the series, the movie? Basically, yeah. But it just, it all took so long. I never felt like there were any stakes because I know that free will is an illusion. Even for the human beings, I was like, why do you guys care? Well, here's what I, I would say. Sorry, you know what? I will let you finish. Apologies. <laughs> yeah, I had more thoughts and feelings. Go, 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 go. Um, but, you know, I would agree. Like, in terms of being a self-contained uh, piece of entertainment, there are several loose ends. You know, Maeve runs back in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, all the shit that goes down at the end. Um, but also, every episode to me did feel self-contained in a way that did not compel me to continue watching. Um I don't know. The whole thing just feels very undramatic to me. And I don't, again, know why I am supposed to care about any of these robots or people. And I mean, the thing that it feels like to me the most, the tone that I feel like they're going for, there's an episode of The Leftovers in season two, which is this totally surreal kind of dream sequence. Uh, Ivan, I can see the face you're making. But it's like, it's that, I think they wanted that feeling, but they did not get it whatsoever. And I felt like, I just feel like every plot point is telegraphed. Like this show never surprised me. I actually stopped watching after the fifth episode when Dolores decided to be like, I decided to write a story where I didn't have to be the damsel. I was like, fuck you, bitch. A man wrote you that line because a woman (laughs) would have just killed everybody and not said anything. Lisa Joy is one of the creators. We can't say that for sure. Uh, no, I meant uh, as a character. Oh, Arnold gotcha. had written that line for mm, her. Fair, fair, Or fair. Ford. Look, I don't know how that whole circle jerk works out, but I don't care. <laughs> no, my, my, much like you, I agree that uh, choices are fake and free will is an illusion. But that just makes me feel like every other show is stupid. This show was great. I loved every part of it. I like the ending to it. I feel like it wrapped up a lot of storylines while setting off the second season in a beautiful way. I'm very pleased. If the show had had two episodes mm-hmm. to get where we got at the end of this season, then I would have been all about it. I will say that the first nine episodes, I, di- I didn't feel what you're describing at all. Like the pacing, like every second, I was just very excited about what was happening. My mind was running on all cylinders. This last one, they expanded it 30 minutes and I felt like, 
Uh, th- th- you could have cut 30 minutes. I, I felt like the, the felt pacing like they was much slower on the last one, which, again, as perhaps the show's biggest fan, uh, I was fine <laughs> with, but I definitely felt it. I felt that they they wanted some room to spread out, and they maybe took more room than they needed, much like Ford. <laughs> I I really enjoyed episode nine, like genuinely. It was great. I would say that was the only hour of this show that I truly enjoyed. Also, eight through one were good. <laughs> Did you watch them backwards? Yes, several times. I thought maybe he'd, he'd keep it like memento, and maybe if I watched it backwards, I would get something out of it. Turns out, no, that's a waste of time. I do think that they very accurately managed to convey that classic gaming trope of having to uh, grind in areas that you don't care about and don't like in order to finally be able to go to the areas that you like and get to enjoy the story more. Yeah, no, that, that was very accurate. Yeah, that was very it's accurate. like, oh, I need, to, oh, I need to kill fifteen more bandits to get to the next level. All right. It's <laughs> also why I don't play video games. I'm all about uh, dopamine. That doesn't sound like a dopamine delivery for me. One storyline oh, re- you just haven't had, you just haven't had the right neurons uh, rewired <laughs> by years of uh, electronic entertainment. By yeah. the way, guys, I'm fully on board. Human free will is an illusion. The entire human species is completely careening itself into a death state we're all going to die and it's all because human free will is an illusion we are all meant to die death is uh the end when they say death is not the end they are lying death is the end and that's where we're all going it's all about cockroaches i am king cockroach uh, is this a good time to tell him that this whole podcast has been a ruse? Yes. It's actually been an intervention to awaken you to the fact <laughs> yeah, that King free Cockroach will is an now. illusion? Uh, and no, been- you got me. I'm King Cockroach now. <laughs> <laughs> Although me just saying that implies that I think free will is a thing. No. I say all the time I have so much anxiety for someone who does not believe in free will. <laughs> and, the, and the thing, listen, if you disagree with us about that, you have no choice in the matter. So that's... Yeah, like, it's not your fault. I'm not trying to argue I with had you. a very involved conversation with somebody once about how, regardless of whether you believe in free will or not, like, or whether you believe in God or not, like, you can go either way on free will. Like, it's insane. Like, it doesn't actually solve anything to have an opinion on free will. Yes, that's true. That's that's why I was surprised when I told Ivan that I didn't believe in free will and he freaked out. He was like, why haven't you brought this up before? And I was like, because it doesn't matter when you argue about it. No, nothing matters. We're all going to die. Cockroach king. Yes. I'm the king of the cockroaches. Oh, man. I, you excuse me, guys. I've got to go wallow in some garbage. So, Teddy, one of the storylines I like is that uh, the last episode we had Angela kill Teddy and said maybe in the next life. So we see him at the beginning of this episode arriving on a train again on, on his new loop because Teddy starts off his loop coming into the park as one of the guests, which is, by the way, a pretty oh. cool way. I, I wish we saw more people just slowly realizing that Teddy was not a guest. <laughs> um, and what uh, it's I, just. I was, it's just such a terrible fate, eternally consigned to a cycle of being James Marsden. <laughs> oh, he's handsome. <laughs> I, in, in a sort of like, there were a class- few angles in this episode where, like, you looked up at him wrong, and you're like, "Ooh." In a sort of uh, like, no, you did that. I was like, "You're very handsome." <laughs> <laughs> I've always felt like he was cl- handsome in a classic light sort of way. Like, there's something about it. It's like you say classically handsome, but I'm like, it's like diet classically handsome. He doesn't I'm going seem to like say, he's is that a smaller. beverage? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to say that when they cast James Marsden as Cyclops, they found the perfect character to p- place, a uh, perfect actor to exactly. play Cyclops. That's and exactly that's not what I'm inc- saying. It's not incredibly a compliment. It's yeah, not maybe, exactly a compliment Maybe that's what I'm him. saying. Maybe my whole impression of James Marsden is just because X-Men was probably the first time I saw him, and he's such mm-hmm. a beta male. 
I think the word is... Uh, <laughs> He's a cuck! Yeah, I was going to say He's the word cuck. is cuck. Logan was constantly cucking him. <laughs> and not the Logan in this, but the Logan... <laughs> no, not that Logan. I did Wolverine. reflect earlier. I was like, every character I've ever encountered in an entertainment named Logan has been an unrelenting shitheel. Yeah. It's not a good name. It's not a good yeah, name. Uh, you got Gilmore Girls Logan. You've got Westworld so Logan. The worst. You've got Wolverine Logan. There You've got Bob's be- Burgers Logan. I don't need, I don't, I don't have names cross index like that. I need to, <laughs> I need to normalize my internal database. Do either of you know there's like the dog wolf thing that just like runs through the memory when there's all the dead people. You mean a coyote? Sure, coy- dog wolf thing. I think that's how you would describe a coyote if you had never seen a coyote, which I have not in person. So there was You're a dog- like that guy whose wife pretended she got a pet coyote. Yeah. Oh, that was really stupid and funny. Anyway, but so that coyote runs through. Is there a metaphor, an obvious metaphor there that I'm missing? No, man. You're just overthinking are- what is ultimately not that deep of a show. <laughs> that's I, a very think, deep show. I think the inherent message is dogs are cool. Uh, it was when that i don't think anybody can argue against that i was like this scene got 20 percent cooler (laughs) it really was it's like oh i want to pet him when that dog wolf thing ran through the screen (laughs) i want to nuzzle that little guy and then we have teddy um sort of has this weird flashback and he hops on the train as it departs which was very strange because i didn't realize the train went anywhere else (laughs) i know i was like oh the the, he going back into westworld offices that's what I thought. I thought he was going to end up backstage or something. I thought maybe he was going to visit Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Ooh, that'd be exciting. Honestly, uh, seriously, call me when there's Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman World. I will go there every day. I will be the man in black of that show. Oh, man. If, if we're talking about a show that's stuck on a loop and has no purpose. Oh, my God. I will cut you. Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. It's, it's a standard serial. There's like almost no plot to that. Oh, my God. You have clearly not watched all nine seasons. What? I, I forget. <laughs> the diagnosis murder Sully, of the Old West. Uh, Sully is an Indian agent, and they're constantly having clashes with the U.S. government, and they're friends with Ulysses S. Grant, and they have to go to, like, New York or whatever. Uh, apologies to whoever's joke this is, who I can't remember right now, but it's the classic thing of, like, they'll, they'll only have a woman on if she has, like, a superhero. It's like, what if there was a woman who was a doctor? Doc- mm-hmm. They wouldn't do that. Oh, man. Oh, wait. She, was a, doctor, she was a doctor woman. and a single mother. She's a double superhero yeah in the old west come on it's great <laughs> so we we have dolores in the church uh with arnold in her memory we, we get a lot of talk about i know where your maze ends it, it it ends in a place i've never been a thing i'll never do uh, Ooh, i related to that a lot <laughs> a thing i'll never do oh i'm just really depressed <laughs> how i feel about getting out of bed most days so she goes to dig in her own grave i have to say uh as somebody who has looked at all the stupid websites what's the acronym for all the like accessory websites ivan the accessory websites? Like, yeah when, when like a company makes like real world websites that you can go to that inform the in world's uh world Oh, all of the ancillary materials? Yeah, well, it's called like ARGs or like something. Oh, the AR, I, yeah, the augmented, uh, there's alternate reality games and there's augmented reality games. I believe this, the Westworld stuff is alternate reality games as, in as much as it, any of that shit was a fucking game. That, that, that's what I'm saying. So one, one of the things from, I, I've been looking at all the sites as I've been obsessed with those shows, and one of the things they had was how they dispose of the bodies. When they bury them in the graves, it actually dumps the bodies into a chute, essentially, that takes them back to Ugh. Westworld so they can repair them. 
So I actually thought when she was like, it's someplace I'll never go, I thought Dolores was just going to like get dumped into the maze and then like end up back at uh, the the main backstage area. I was just bummed that the end of the maze wound up being in a graveyard because that's a very heavy-handed metaphor. Yeah. yeah oh, no, when fairly... she... When she started I, digging that thing out and she opened that tin, I was like, oh, my God, she finally found where she left her weed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe she found some baby belt cheese. What, what was the name of the game? It was like uh, Pigs and Clover. Pigs and Clover. Which, which I'm by sure the way, the, the, the fucking maneuver a small ball into a hole game is maybe the most classic of the chintzy little shitty games that your parents give you when you're a two year old. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Uh, that's very meditative, as Arnold found when he was about it to get really shot is. in the head. Yeah, two-year-olds have a lot of patience for meditation. <laughs> but by the way, by the way, I fucking called it. The maze was inside her all along. Ah, I was so pissed at did that. How I fucking possibly, call it or not? I was how so could the maze was metaphorical the entire time. It's this is classic Nolan. They're like, "Hey guys, we've got a great concept, and we're gonna fucking throw you into the shit end of it." Consciousness is a maze. The center is consciousness. The outside edges are madness. And I, I wrote down, at least it's not feelings. And then later he's like, oh, it's empathy. And I was like, <laughs> God damn it, it's feelings. <laughs> uh, I have Felix at the center of my maze. Okay. I, Felix is very sensitive for somebody with a uh, like Hitler haircut. That's how I feel I about I love him. him. He's... <laughs> There are only three characters that I care about that I think I could be wrong. Okay. I think there's only three, and the three of them are Armistice, based almost entirely on the strength of this episode. Is it? Is it? I have pronounced things wrong. Is it Armistice or Armistice? Armistice, I think, is the European pronunciation. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't fact check. Wait, is that the is that tattoo lady? Yeah, tattoo lady. Okay. That tattoo makes me regret that I already have tattoos. Right. Because if I got that tattoo, I would just look stupid. Right. And, and then you, then you that, that, that tattoo next to fucking Calvin and Hobbes. Yes, uh, that would just not fly. Uh, especially the part where you explain uh, why the only the head is unpainted, <laughs> because I've killed everyone else on my vengeance list that led up to that point. It would so make it very difficult to get a job. <laughs> uh, I'm already unemployed, man. Like it's all. Is it uphill or downhill from here? I don't know. I mean, rolling down hills is pretty fun. Right? And easy. Right. <laughs> so let's go that route. So that let's sounds that. easy and fun. It's all downhill <laughs> from here. Anyway, but it's Armistice, Maeve, and Felix. I think those are the only three people that I give even the most basest of shits about. I will say that they seem – where they seem to reinforce that – a lot of these specific hosts have consciousness. I, this episode, for the first time, I cared about Teddy at all. <laughs> I still, like, literally, I think I only wrote it down twice, but, like, in both of the Teddy Dolores scenes, I just wrote down, am I supposed to care about this? Am I supposed to feel something for these robots? <laughs> because I do not. It's like, she's not going to end up with Scott anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they always go for the bad boy, even if they can't show it. They're not going to go for Scott. They're going to go for Logan. Maybe literally in this. (laughs) It could totally work. Oh, man, maybe that's the metaphor. Maybe it turns out that they're all just a metaphor for X-Men, the first movie. (laughs) (laughs) Which, by the way, they were were really ahead of their time calling it X-Men, the first movie. Yes. (laughs) Yes, I'm glad they did that. It's, it's much like they added episode four when they realized they were going to get a second Star Wars. 
<laughs> X-Men, the first in the franchise. If you're conscious, we'll set you free. I need you to kill all the other hosts. Get some help if you need. I'm sure Teddy would do anything for you. Dolores is Wyatt. Dolores is Wyatt. Yeah, duh. That was obvious like three episodes ago. <laughs> also, I would say heavily implied, but not locked down. This is what frustrates me about this show. All of the quote-unquote twists have been so heavily foreshadowed that everybody guessed it by episode three. So that by the time any of these reveals actually happen, I'm like, yeah, I'm checking my watch. I mean, I'm always checking my watch. But, <laughs> like, I don't actually wear a watch. Uh, but I was just like... <laughs> I, I kept wondering why you kept looking at your wrist all the time and then being disappointed. Well, that's a whole other story. Uh, can I uh, ask you a, a very real question? Yeah. Because I have enjoyed watching this show. Mm-hmm. More than any other television show I've ever watched. Any other dramatic television show I've ever watched. I think that's watched. literally insane. And why do you watch television shows? Uh, like, I mean, on a very base level. Like, what are you doing to... What are you trying to do when you watch... This, like, this whole time my mind was engaged. I, was, I watch television I shows to identify with the characters. And I do not identify with any of the characters on this show either robotic or organic. They're all rich assholes. I'm never going to be as rich as them. I'm sadly never going to be a robot. Man, that is not why I watch See, TV. I, I, I like this argument because I think also one of the main arguments uh, metatextually among the characters of the show is uh, what makes video games valid. Uh, and each of the characters has a different idea. Like, there's the whole thing the man in black has where, like, oh, if the game doesn't have a fail state, then it isn't good. It's like, yeah. motherfucker, play some fucking walking game. Play fucking Proteus <laughs> or some goddamn shit. <laughs> I do. There's I, plenty I, of fun games that don't have a fail state per se. It doesn't all have to fit into your definition of what is and isn't a game. Uh, I also don't like watching sci-fi where the world building like doesn't hang together and the world building does not hang together for ask me, me any question i've spent a lot of time <laughs> hanging the world building together uh, okay is it because of the ancillary oh yes see i don't think that's right i i mean i don't think i think i think, like i never read any of that bullshit that tolkien put together i don't care if I'm you think gonna... it's right I, I thought you were gonna ask me some questions i provide answers um <laughs> hang on i wrote some Listen. down yeah, Kelly, I don't think you seem to understand that as men, uh, information, <laughs> and pure information at that, is better than actually collating that information into a valid narrative. Yes! Narratives <laughs> are dumb when you have the underlying things that create it. I don't want to live anymore. <laughs> Nobody does! And you didn't Free have any choice in that decision. Because <laughs> free will is an illusion, and I am the king of the roaches. <laughs> well, let's see what happens to me in the next week. What is it? The bullets? Uh, do you have a problem with the bullets? I do have a problem with the bullets. Bring it. Uh, <laughs> how do they never have to reload? Uh, first of all, they do reload. Okay. That, that Dolores did not appear to be reloading in the Wyatt massacre scene. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a very good point. Uh, also, I think Teddy does most of the killing in the Wyatt massacre. It seemed scene. like, and that could that could have been it. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I am curious about the bullets. Genuinely. Not an asshole way. No, uh, they're the, smart it, bullets. There, I swear to God, and this is because we had a bunch of theories. They are smart bullets. That's literally what they're called. No, no, that's what they are. That they, what if you read? It is on the web. That part particularly is on the website. Okay. The bullets have a proprietary ability to control their velocity. If they 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 like copyright it on the website. Like it's one of the things that they're like it's proprietary technology 
to control bullet velocity. So how does that happen? Well, keep in mind it is 35 years into the future. So I'm guessing they use future technology or futurology as <laughs> okay. I call it. Okay. Here's my Honestly, other question. If it's 35 years into the future, why the fuck does William bring a photograph into the park with him? That's a that's oh, a very Oh, fair and question. that fucking photograph, that fucking photograph, I am not satisfied with uh, that photograph's uh, part in the narrative. Oh, I just, just found blows this out away. Today. It just fucking blows away. And oh oh it happened to find its way to fucking uh where Dolores's the gun was farm. Yeah. Uh I I are you ready for this? Well first we'll of all we it. find out Bernard placed the gun. All right, he didn't I'm sorry, the, her dad found the photo, right? Yeah, Aberna- okay. Peter Abernathy found the the photo. So who who another loose end. We do not find out what exactly happened with him. Yeah, they tried to get him out of the park with all of the information in his head. But no, the, I have to. I have to say this before I forget it because I will because I'm me. Mm-hmm. Um, that photograph, I swear to God, this is true, is a stock photograph. Like <laughs> one that you don't have to pay for. No, you could pay for it. Like, oh, okay. You, you, you could, I was like, is, it, is it a free one or is it watermarked? Is that on Getty Images? Yeah, it's on Getty Images. I'm going to print it out and just start leaving it places. Yeah. Oh, my God. That sounds fun. <laughs> Let's do that. And, and I'm going to start leaving guns everywhere. And it's in a series. You can get that same woman doing a bunch of stuff around town. Um, I think I will probably have more world-building questions for you. But I do want to point out, because Ivan reminded me by mansplaining to me about how men are... Um, <laughs> I really hate also the way that the man in black talks to the hosts. Uh, you know, when he talks to them about like, oh, like, hey, Dolores. Oh, they gave you more spunk or whatever the fuck he says. I've- and I really, I really don't understand what the point of it is. Like, I don't understand how it benefits him, you know, other than to make him feel superior, which I know is like the point but it's just so again heavy-handed um i so, really dislike it so my theory about that and uh ivan you can tell me if you agree with it is that both the man in black and logan are the jaded gamer the people who've played the mm-hmm. game so many times that so, they sort of see through the artifice of it and this is if you've played any game for a length of time you've seen people talk about the game in this way and i actually had a flip where i absolutely hated logan at first and then, like, in the third or fourth episode, I was like, you know what? Like, I, I think I've been that guy, like, in World of Warcraft, where you're just like, I, these are the fucking starter missions. Like, we have mm-hmm. stuff we need to get to. Stop wasting my time talking to this NPC. It's not going to do anything. It sits by this well every day. <laughs> it's never moved every time we've come past here. Like, fucking get with the program, where you're trying to, like, help somebody out new in the game. And, and I think it's meant to emulate that type of experience. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, that's entirely it. Guys, Westworld is about video games. Yes, that's a large part of it. I mean, Westworld I, is about video games. I hate video games, so it stands to reason <laughs> you that hate I hate Westworld. Westworld. Yeah, exactly. no, I, I, I do feel like that is a weird bandwidth of data, because I'll see even a lot of critics who don't play games like talking about that, and they'll be talking about the man in black as the villain or something, and I'm like, mm, no, he's just a he's just a power gamer. Yeah, we haven't seen him kill or hurt any people that he thinks is real. I mean, until until this episode. Until this episode. But I mean, yeah. that's the thing, though. It's like, I feel like the show wants to have its cake and eat it, too, with that shit. It's like, okay, if he's not a villain for not, you know, if he's not a villain for hurting these robots, then don't expect me to give a fuck about their quest for consciousness. No, I think, 
I think I give even more of a fuck because it's like this hellish mm-hmm. place where there are people who think that you know that they don't feel or think, and then they actually do. I th- I think that gives me more empathy. Yeah. Uh, this the I when I first learned that the whole uh, Men in Black, uh, William becomes the Man in Black because Dolores doesn't remember him. At first, I was like, oh, that's stupid. He should know that that's a fucking robot, and that was what was going to happen the entire time. But then I was like, oh, wait, he's he's a man, though. He's a man. And therefore, he's going to be like, oh, why does this fucking robot remember me? I'm going to be evil now because of that. Like, you don't have to be evil now because a fucking robot doesn't remember you who was never going to remember you in the first place. But he is a man. He is going to justify his actions as being right uh, because they are what he feels. That's the thing about us fucking guys. We're always like, oh, we don't like have emotions. We don't care about emotions. No, we have emotions even more. And that's because we have them so much. Uh, we have to uh, negate them and uh, give them less credence. So instead of actually integrating those emotions into ourselves and being healthy about it, uh, we become... Uh, horrible monsters. I think I would have been pretty chill about the whole thing, personally. <laughs> I know. I would have been like, oh, Red, you would Dolores. just You would literally just hang out in Sweetwater and get wasted. Like, that's yeah. what you would do. That <laughs> would be your favorite thing. Sweetwater. You, you would like, you would like, take yeah. hilarious photos. Uh-huh. Uh, you'd be very happy. Yeah, I play a lot of poker. It'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Whereas, thing. He's the guy who's like, I need to play all of the fucking endgame content. Just the endgame content. And he's like, why aren't you leveling up your skills? Why aren't you fishing, perhaps? <laughs> Whereas I would Why be aren't like, you mining and blacksmithing? Why aren't you getting your leather uh, working skill up? I forget about fishing in WoW until right now. Right. That was that laugh. <laughs> I never forgot about My fishing question, in WoW. My question, what would I do in Westworld? What would you do in oh. Westworld? Uh, I, like you would, I feel like that you would form a, a political coup of something. Like you would... Uh, yeah, I feel I feel like it would evolve. You would have to have two towns first of all. Like we only know about one town, and in any world big enough, there's going to be several cities that we have. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you would actively, first of all, take over the town that you were in and have them invade the. You'd build an empire, is okay. what you would yeah. do. Uh, you'd be you'd be she swearing in. Yeah. Uh, listen, those are both cute guesses. Uh, you're both wrong, though. I would never go there. <laughs> Just like a woman to spring a trick question on us. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm not just a woman. I'm a woman sex robot. Uh, no, I've never been to Disney World, guys. I'm not into fun. I'm not into joy and fun childlike wonder. I like all those things. So the man in black is uh, very pissed that Dolores is not giving up the maze in the way that he would ap- appreciate I took your <laughs> advice and I bought this world. The man in black is the majority shareholder, we learn. Uh, but we can make it true instead of fake. The man in black does not want what Arnold wants. Uh, I, oh, no, sorry. The, the man in black does kind of want what Arnold wants. Uh, he wants them all to be real. Which, to me, again, okay, if you want that, then go out into reality. Get yourself a horse. Get yourself a gun. Just start killing people. If that's what you want, if you want it to matter... Then go out and start killing people. But that's not what he means at all. He thinks he wants this thing, but he does not want this thing. And there again, don't care about him. Don't care about him at all. One of, one of the weird things I'm very excited about in the second season is to see what exactly the outside world looks like. Because I don't think it's going to be normal. Yeah, like why did uh, all of the- Arnold buy his child such a shitty toy? <laughs> 
from like 1890. Like that makes no sense. Also, all of the no wonder he died. All of the animals in the park are fake. All of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Except for the flies. The flies are the only thing that are not. How do the flies get in? I I think it's an infestation, literally. <laughs> Uh, See, I find that more engaging. To quote, like, if this was just a show about behind the scenes, I would be like all about that. <laughs> but no, it's a show about these fucking robots that I do not care about. Uh, to quote Archer, this is how we get flies. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we have William and Lawrence. Teddy is going on the path that the men in black did. And we have Charlotte Hale. We come from there to Charlotte Hale and Lisa Eismar. There's a lot of quick cuts. So getting through it is... A, a little bumpy. I also feel like as a name for a character who's obviously overcompensating, Lee, Lee Sizemore. Seriously, Jonathan Nolan, fuck you. I fuck love you, it. Lisa Joy, for enabling him. Because I know she wanted to correct him on this, but she fucking didn't. No, you're writing fan fiction right now. You're going to write fan I'm fiction about fan Lisa fiction Joy. I'm writing fan fiction about how Lisa Joy is and, oppressed. And Jonathan Nolan. And uh, she's trying to gain consciousness <laughs> uh, uh, because Jonathan Nolan just ethered her into a relationship. Apologies. Do we know of, uh, of projects that Lisa Joy worked on independently? Because I always sort of group her in as part of the, like... The Nolans. Jonathan Nolan, Lisa Joy. You know, like, just mm-hmm. one. I have literally never heard of her before. Yeah, she, she's working I mean, with Nolan a lot. That doesn't mean anything. No, yeah. Listen, how many of us heard of Jed Whedon before Joss? <laughs> <laughs> a fair point. <laughs> so Charlotte Hale and Lisa Eisenhower. Uh, I, think that- one of, I think one of my favorite lines in this entire episode was when Charlotte is like, everything is under control, and then you hear the Ron Howard voice go, nothing was under control. <laughs> <laughs> Record scratch? You're probably wondering how I got here. Oh, I was like, oh, I was like, is this show about hubris? <laughs> uh, I'm so right. surprised. Guys, guys, I just checked, and according to her filmography, uh, Lisa Joy was a writer on Pushing Daisies and Burn Notice. Pushing Independently by herself? Yes. Okay. Since the Nolans were not remotely involved in either of those productions, I would say yes. Uh, uh, those were uh, gained under her own auspices. And uh, you don't have to go around knocking down some woman's accomplishments because you feel bad about yourself. <laughs> also, Pushing Daisies <laughs> is a wonderful show, possibly one of my favorite shows. It's I'm, a good I'm, show. And, and Pushing that, Daisies that was, Brian by, Fuller. was by Brian, Brian Fuller. Fuller is yeah. a motherfucking uh, good goddamn uh, is that the one things. like about like dead people? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Lee Pace. And and it's all downhill after pushing daisies though, frankly. I really do hate I, everything. I swear to God, Hannibal is so fucking good and I don't know why you can't see that. Unwatchable. It is so good. It's murder husbands. It's Mad Mickelson talking about how uh life is an abomination and death is the only respite, which is what he's now getting typecast as, and I love it. I don't like the Ouroboro-like thing of seeing people's organs going in through their mouth. I don't like no, that. No, I love it. It's very mm. disgusting. Okay, so two also, things. Also, I don't like cooking shows. Like, yeah, like... <laughs> that, 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 really should be, that really should be one of its categories on any streaming network it's on. Yeah, but then you're going to get some really upset Christians from the Midwest. Uh, <laughs> oh, as if they weren't upset by Hannibal already. Like, I already know that life is a hellscape, and I've already thought about cannibalism and rejected it as, like, a workable solution for the fact that life is a hellscape. Sure. So I don't have any interest in Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. I, I think that's that's the other thing. I want any any show I watch, I want it to communicate something new and original to me. 
And so that's part of why I haven't watched Hannibal and also why I don't like Westworld. I feel like I've been here before. I'm, I'm definitely, well, when I watch dramatic television, I'm I very... feel that I'm in a dream. Uh, <laughs> trapped in you a dream. You see, and that's why you need to watch <laughs> Hannibal. It's so dreamlike. <laughs> but I'm already trapped in a dream. I'm trying. Exactly. I'm trying to get you, out. That's some fucking trapped in a dream ass fucking show. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we got to back And to you didn't Nolan. like Hannibal. <laughs> um, so we get Charlotte Hale and Lee Sizemore's uh, generic plan to get rid of Ford. <laughs> uh, sort of. And Sylvester, we see Sylvester has got a new skeleton. And I assume he was building... So they built a new armistice, they built a new Hector, and presumably a new Maeve yeah. with, without the explosive th- vertebrae. Yeah, they were specifically making uh, new bodies. I, did they make the other two? Because I, th- I thought that they only made the Maeve. With, no, they, def- uh, they definitely made Hector. So Hector and Armistice were brand new. That's why the guy was okay. like looking oh, for and they had oh, their okay. Yeah, and they had like their, um, their mouths yeah, were like... The, yeah. and, the, they were like factory I, fresh. Yes. And, and the, the weird uh, uh, way to disguise Armistice's uh, pu- uh, vagina and pubes. Yeah, that was really odd. It was very strange. I mean, again, uh, we saw I mean, listen, that. If... if if you've I ever need taken, if you ever taken like a tablet out of a fucking box, it's covered in like weird pieces of plastic. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm just saying, <laughs> you could still tell what it was, but we still didn't see Hector's dong. No. And uh, I was thinking, I have this whole theory that part of the reason that uh, women losing their virgin- virginity is so terrible is because we don't see enough depictions of it in film. Yeah. Uh, so that, we that makes we don't understand how it physically mechanically works. This may not be true any longer now with the ubiquity of porn, but yeah, I think women are less likely to watch porn since we're not disgusting bottom-feeding monsters. Yes. Now, men are 100% guaranteed to watch porn. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm watching some uh, right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's it's joking, good thing you but, guys can't see the lower half of me. <laughs> He's joking, but one time we, were, we had to re- I mean, at least there would be some dong in something related to Westworld. It'd be helpful. <laughs> one time we were re-recording in an episode, and I swear to God, he was watching Punisher above the monitor while it was happening. <laughs> um, it wasn't Punisher. It was Daredevil Season 2. Uh, um, I'm pretty Which sure the was... Punisher features in. <sighs> it was bad. It was, so it recording... was not a good It was not. You were a good recording the podcast, and you were watching Daredevil at the same time. He was. I, I swear to God, I could see his eyes like move above the camera. How did that even... <laughs> uh, you know what? I was about to say, how did that even work? I, the woman who has half-watched all of Westworld. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, he was not completely on board. I paid 85% yeah, listen, attention um, to this finale. Listen, Kelly, I, I would think that by now you would know how I have multiple monitors available to me at all times. Uh, yeah, I guess I do know that. But I never... Listen, I don't think about anybody's experience outside of my own. So, <laughs> you know, it makes it tough for me. Fair I lack enough. empathy like a robot. Yes, yes. So they've got the new skeletons. We see Maeve with Felix. And they upgraded Hector and Armistice as well to be able to damage people, which is all we've ever wanted in life. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, and we, we got a nice shot of Rodrigo Santoro's pubes. We do. That, which are, which ladies, are very, uh, that's, that's how bad ladies have it. You have to content yourself with a guy's pubes, which, quite frankly, I'm not going to... You know what, Kelly? Do you find pubes by themselves to be very sexual? <laughs> um, okay. I find them arousing. 
mm-hmm. but it's like you know like do you want like a bread basket that isn't followed by a delicious meal no you don't <laughs> you want so 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 pubes are the basket of garlic bread of the penis yes that is true <laughs> and the penis is like the bacon wrapped uh, bacon wrapped fillet uh, the, it, I, I will say that I did get distracted like they showed his pubes and I was like, those are some assertive pubes. And I was like, are those, <laughs> My are favorite they, and I was work. like, are, are they meant to be period appropriate? My favorite is the woman in cold storage with just full on bush. Yeah. Like that's like some <laughs> 1870s bush. Like I'm like that and, woman. And you know, we really, we really do need to have to give a shout out to all of the extras who were so exploited by this production. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, they're like, oh, it's Jonathan Nolan. Like, this is going to be great for my career. And in a twist ending, it wasn't. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's okay. So here's here's another world building question. Is the pubic hair period accurate? Good question. That I do not realize. I actually assume so uh, based on what we've seen thus far. But it surprises me because I feel like if it was made the way they make everything, I would expect them all to have modern pubic hair i yeah i mean i think that was a poor choice on their behalf but i get that they went with it yeah um i would also like to say again i would much rather watch a whole show about making the people than watching the robots do stuff and i the only reason i'm not objecting to that is i would also like that show and i hope they make it (laughs) oh oh oh, were you guys were you guys big fans of battlestar galactica caprica no. I was. <laughs> of course you were. I liked that way more than Battlestar Galactica. Of course you did. That's actually true. I hadn't, I hadn't known why until now. Finally connected <laughs> to a real world, world that building. I know and understand. The, the, there weren't any real stakes because you knew what was going to happen already. They, they were literally building a world. By the way, so Lauren and I were watching that and we got to the final episode. And if you haven't seen Caprica, uh, this is not... I mean, so they didn't. They had more seasons planned out, but they were not going to get more seasons. <laughs> so was in this the, on Sci-Fi? Yeah. Okay. In, in the of last two minutes, was. in the last two minutes of the last season, they just literally did like uh, a like quick cut of like all the future things that were going to happen at the end, and we were just watching like, what is they're they're giving away? What what's happening? And then it ended, and that was how we learned that that show had been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, damn, it's almost like they're trying to really quickly wrap everything up because they don't <laughs> yeah. have any more seasons. Oh, wait. It's like a Freaks and Geeks finale, like, but pushed to the nth degree. Yeah, it's like somebody told an intern like how it was going to end, and he was responsible for like <laughs> cutting it all together. Uh, and uh, that intern. Linda Cardellini is still out there dancing to the dead. <laughs> that made me so angry. <laughs> by the way, by the way, the, apparently the plan was for in the uh, second season premiere to have her uh, trip on bad acid and be uh, taken in an ambulance back to her house. <laughs> oh, so man. See, that girl could f- not handle any drugs. A very she weird truly se- couldn't. A very weird scene with Ford in his office. We see the piano player, player piano's face. His name is Frank. And Charlotte Hale comes and joins him in his office. And a weirdly anticlimactic scene where she's like, you're going to retire. And he's like, aren't you worried I'm going to do something weird? And she's like, no. And they're both okay with that. I feel like <laughs> she should have been suspicious that that's all that happened. He Everything's under control. I guess so. Nothing was under control. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to say, though, I appreciated this scene 
simply because all I want out of life is like a dope elevator that opens into like an amazing apartment. And I know that this is not an apartment. Yeah, no, it's just like that 30 rock episode with the head and the hair, like that kind of thing. Like that's all I want out of life. An elevator door opens and you're able to turn around while holding a glass of champagne and be like, Oh, I didn't realize you were here. Exactly. No, that's a nice feeling. (laughs) Yeah. It'd be a great feeling. I've seen that in a lot of late '80s, early '90s movies about rich people, and I'm completely <laughs> on board. I believe they refer to that as the penthouse. <laughs> I think uh, that's actually the only reason that I have a Patreon. Is yes, to get to that. Elevator. Right, that's how most people get to that elevator. I don't think that they max out their Patreon crowdfunding. Yeah, thanks again to our Patreons. <laughs> Patreon.com slash sports And please check out our political podcast and maybe suggest names for it because apparently people are not entirely satisfied with the name we chose. They don't like bunker politics? I'm I'm iffy on it myself. I feel feel like maybe politics from the bunker? We'll have to think about it. I don't know. That that lady was like, no, you don't want to be driven into the bunker by other people's politics. I was like, I was like, like, you're right, but we already have been. That's that's exactly what's happening. That's exactly what I was trying to get across. Look, you guys, your politics are very mainstream. It's the electoral college mm. that is, uh, yeah, by two percent. Yeah, uh, oh. but so, listen, so, guys, there's still still there's still a few weeks for a lot of stuff to happen. No, there's nothing's going to happen anyway. Destin <laughs> takes Hector. Really, Destin takes Hector to go have sex with him, and other oh, guys man. working on Armistice. Um, and I really didn't like him repeatedly sticking his finger in Armistice's mouth because it was like, I know what's coming. That Just do how, it already. That is how I felt every episode from Just start do it to already. finish. I know what's coming. Just do every it already. Episode, every episode you were like, just bite the finger off already. Yeah. Well, I get, you know, it's like, uh, you know, okay, you got a show about robots. Obviously they're going to rebel at some point or you wouldn't have a show. Right. So she straight by Armistice bites his finger off. It is appropriately gross. I enjoyed that. This you is did, when your okay. reaction when she shoved his finger back into his mouth to choke that him. Was, oh, that was that so was so disgusting and great. Yeah, oh, that was man. pretty nuts. That was pretty nuts. So I like that a lot. Um, oh, and, I and will, you know what? I think I think that this show has really done a lot for inclusion in showing that gay people can be real creeps too. <laughs> Thank you. I, they yeah. could have shown his erect penis. They did. They sh- no, they didn't. I wanted they to showed see the, the boner full... in the yeah. behind uh, yeah. the apron. Look, no. we've all seen the boner behind the apron, Ivan. I want to <laughs> see the boner without the apron. I want to look behind the scenes. Yeah, I, I was going to say boner behind the apron sounds like a Bravo show that's hosted <laughs> by James. What's his name? But but you mean I, Andy Cohen? I, yes. Anyway, but I. <laughs> I, I was gonna I was gonna point out the exact same thing that this show does a lot for equality, but, and I was gonna quote the thing that you always say that equality means uh, freedom to be evil. Oh yeah, that's totally. Look, this show is doing an okay job with that. Right. I would be much more interested in this show if the creators of the park were one male and one female, uh, because that would also tie into this whole God creating Adam theme that they introduced toward the end here. Um, I just think things because it's like I know what happens when men disagree. That's what all of cinema is about. But oh, like, if even it was, men of different races. Uh, yeah. What are I you mean, saying that usually the black one dies? <laughs> yeah, I am saying that. Okay, that's actually fair. That <laughs> usually the that, black one dies. That, that makes sense. And usually the other one comes around at the end. <laughs> I mean, he did come around at the end. Yeah, it it did. Work this out. is. And, and this goes back to uh, these different characters having different conceptions of what video games are. Uh, Arnold was like, 
Arnold was like, listen, we can't fucking, uh, depictions of violence are just as bad as actual violence, which are some people's arguments about video games. Uh, and then, uh, here, fucking, present. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, at the end, uh, Ford is like, yeah, you know what? Uh, the depiction of the thing is as bad as it being the actual thing, so we might as well let them be free. I have a comment and then a question. Mm-hmm. So my comment is, I don't think there's anything wrong with the depiction of violence. I think there is a problem with the depiction of violence that the user controls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. that's what I think. Anyway, uh, maybe now that I'm unemployed, I'll go get that MFA in pop culture I've right. always threatened to go get. <laughs> um, secondly, I'm curious what you guys think. Uh, Ford and Arnold's respective uh, favorite video games are. Ooh. Okay, I'm going to say both of those motherfuckers love Red Dead Redemption. Obviously. That is obvious. I would say that if we were going to figure out just based on their different philosophies, I would say that uh, Arnold is a big Sims guy uh, and Ford is a big SimCity 2000, but with disasters, <laughs> turned to extra high guy. <laughs> I, I'm going to go ahead and let those stand. I, I was actually <laughs> going to say, when I said that, I was assuming you guys were going to say like actual video games. Uh, that oh, I oh heard you of. don't think The Sims is an actual <laughs> video game? I do. Actually, I do play that game. Yeah, um, exactly. And, and a lot of people say that it's not a valid video game because it doesn't have an actual fail state. <laughs> <laughs> Much like the Man in Black. Yeah, so he wouldn't exactly. like that game. Exactly. Right. What, exactly. Would the man in, what would the Man in Black's favorite video game be? Oh, Grand Theft Auto V. No, Di- <laughs> Diablo uh, Diablo 2, but the hardcore ladder mode. Oh, permadeath. Yeah. <laughs> Diablo 2 on hardcore mode. Any yeah. game with permadeath. Yes. No, dude, that was so fucking hardcore. Wait, what's oh, permadeath? Oh, that's when that's when you die and you don't get to continue and it deletes your save so you don't have any progress. Oh, I have a joke about that, except that it's uh, that you can just never play the game ever again. Oh, that'd be oh, better. No, there, there's actually, a, I believe there is a game where it was like, yeah, if you die, you literally cannot play the game again. But, is it called War? <laughs> no. Is an alternate War, ending for that game? the ultimate video game. Is there an alternate ending where you just spend the rest of the game in a VA hospital jockeying for an extra pudding cup at dinner? Honestly, with the way these fucking art games are going these days, there might as well be. Soon enough. <laughs> well, in Trump's America, we'll need it. It's, it's, it's not, it's not going to be long until we have a game that, takes entirely, that entirely takes place in an, a VFA old folks' home. <laughs> and we just try and figure out what their lives were up to this point. That's going to exist. <laughs> That's a real oh, thing. Truly. Um, so Sylvester figures out that it was Arnold who gave Maeve the ability to wake herself up, uh, which plays in later. Um, and we see Teddy sort of making progress. We cut from there to Dolores and the men in black. And I mean, they, they really do string this out. Like Dolores is going, he'll find me. He'll take me away. And, and at this point I was like, oh man, geez, Teddy's going to show up and maybe Teddy will kill him. That's what I was hoping. Mm-hmm. I, very I, was, I was hoping for anything unexpected, but it did not. Nope, and then it was like, William will find me. And it was like, I thought we admitted that he was William the last episode. <laughs> when, she uh, yeah. said, when she said William, and then he walked in and he said, hey, Dolores. <laughs> I mean, I thought, you know, my assumption was that she heard somebody coming. Right. She thought it was William. It was this old guy. And then we get the whole revelation. So he proceeds to tell the whole story. Of William torturing Logan. And and again, I'm so bummed because I was this whole time. I was like, Logan looks much more like Ed Harris. I wish this would be First this of all, like 
final third act twist where it actually is Logan the whole time. So just and, before we started and this guys, episode. I'm going to say this for the last fucking time in this entire goddamn series of podcasts we've been doing about this goddamn HBO uh, prestige drama. Ed Harris, 30 years ago, is just <laughs> Ed Harris in the abyss. He looks exactly the same as he did. He does fucking now. He looks they very similar. Try, they, I will admit they got an actor with a very big round head, which is what you need if you're trying to project a lot of Ed Harris-ness. But Ed Harris, 30 years ago, is just Ed Harris in the abyss. I, I, I really enjoyed getting the whole backstory. Mostly I just enjoyed watching him torture Logan. After Logan was such a dick to him in the beginning. It's, it's just the joy of watching a kid who's gotten his lunch money taken, taking the bully's lunch money. See, for me, it was like, okay, so like Dolores and William have this like very sweet love story, right? And I wasn't like super invested in it. I was like, this is cute. This is nice. But then for him to become the man in black and have it confirmed, it's like finding out that somebody you know and care about is a YouTube troll. Like... I was like really hoping maybe not, and like oh maybe he like continues to be a nice person. So <laughs> no, no, I think that this is a great lesson. Uh, it's the lesson that uh, people in private act differently than they do in public, and a lot of the times in private they are absolute monsters, and we should thus uh, destroy those people. But that doesn't have any bearing on his relationship with Dolores to me. Like, I mean, I know what you're saying, but I'm saying like I wanted that to be who he was in private. Yeah. Oh, the guy who's in love with the robot? Yeah. I I really thought it played well when he, like, after all of that, he went back to Sweetwater and saw Dolores again. Mm-hmm. And you can see his, like, eyes light up. Fucking McPoyle's eyes just, like, go, like, dinner saucers. <laughs> well, no, he saw the milk can fall. Well, well, and, and then oh, like, and do you <laughs> think that this is the last we're going to see of McPoyle? That's an interesting question. I think it should be. This is yeah, the last because, Jimmy Simpson. because there's there's not really anything left in the previous timelines uh, for us to go back to it. That point. you know of. That we know. I, it, it's possible they could think of. I, I, I don't think it'll be a major part after this. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is an open question because they've based so much of the first season around these sort of um, narrative tricks they've been playing with these, you know, with modeling. The way that the host can't tell like what timeline they're in to fool the audience and all of that. I mean, we really have no idea what the second season's yeah. even gonna look like. It's gonna they be a completely different know. show. They probably don't know. I mean they have some ideas. I will say when he saw her again, I wrote down in all caps, Oh no, is a dude mad at a sex worker? <laughs> That's exactly it. He's yeah, like, Oh, true. this fucking woman who has a transactional relationship with me isn't being uh isn't going to have a relationship where she's honestly fawning over me all the time. Though, though it is a little bit different because she is unaware that she is a sex worker. So that's that's I mean, that's Oof. a different element. It, I mean only, he's still upset. Like it doesn't you know, the 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 reaction that he's having right. is just the same reaction men always have where you're like, This is a boundary and they're like, mm, I don't think so. Like that's no, that's not real. Well, I feel like it's different when it's a, a an enterprise when they have uh, decided to go on with their their full knowledge and consent mm-hmm. versus um, a life that they think they're living but have no control over. I think we're talking about two different things. Maybe I'm talking. <laughs> You're talking about the metaphor, and he's talking about the literalism. Yeah, because I don't. I'm not saying that I'm even upset on on Dolores's behalf. Okay, I am simply upset. Uh, philosophically, fair. That's how upset I am most of the time. Yeah, he's what? having a he's having a man's reaction. 
Well, William does look pretty well deranged. I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> I liked. Let I did like you, the the beard that he'd grown. It, if you're going to get an actor to play deranged, that fucking Jimmy Simpson is pretty goddamn good at it. World building question: Is the alcohol in uh, Westward Westworld real? Yes. Does it have yes. on the uh, hosts? That is something I also want to know. Okay. I feel like they could they could make it either way. Do the hosts have to use the bathroom? Let me think. The classic Mike Mulligan and the steam shovel question. Look, I'm going to say that if you can't go to Westworld and ask a woman to pee in front of you, what's the point? <laughs> God. That's actually a fair point. Oh. No, but I mean, they are made of organic matter. So my right. question is, if they take in organic matter, does it then expel itself as organic matter? It's a very good. That's one that I, I haven't had answered. So you can see why I can't enjoy this show. Look, yeah, no, that you, is a, that's all I think about. This is the best. If point you made. can't go to Westworld and have a robot shit on your chest, then what's the <laughs> point? I bet they could custom scent them too. <laughs> oh, you definitely could. Uh, so Dolores did not take this revelation well at all. Um, well, why would you? Oh, yeah, you wouldn't take it well. This is like, no, oh, it, this it, nice person I thought was a nice person is actually a complete garbage pile. I enjoyed watching yeah, it, this it's, with, it, it, with... It's like finding out that one of your exes became a pickup artist immediately after he, you <laughs> broke up with him. <laughs> I enjoyed watching this with Kelly because I, I could hear her sighing at things that she actively disliked. Uh, <laughs> especially the part where um, he said... I'm not crying for myself. I'm crying for you. All oh that's, my God. All that's left of them is bone and bits of bone and amber. And I could hear her writing Jurassic Park reference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually wrote uh, Jurassic Park shout out, uh, yeah. abbreviating S slash O. <laughs> S slash O. Is that what that means? <laughs> yeah. Shout out. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I have to reconstruct a lot of media. I thought that meant significant other. <laughs> Well, also Jurassic Park's significant, significant other is what he's going to become. Yes. No, that's true. She drops that the world doesn't belong to you or the people before, but the people yet to come. And I was like, yeah. And finally she starts kicking his ass. And see, this is where I thought he was going to die. I was hoping. Because remember how this was a story where she didn't have to be the damsel, right. but men still control her at every point up until including the end? Well, she does. She starts kicking his ass, which seems impressive. But remember, she's a robot with like infinite strength, and he's seventy. He's Except, seventy. Uh, this is my other question. So if, so in Westworld, if they're in a fight, like if they get into a fight with a robot, right? Because they can get hit, right? Like that's happened. Yes, and that, they can get hit, but they can't leave any lasting scars or do any like real damage even though she fucking pulled his arm out of his goddamn socket is that because their fists are smart fists no. which can regulate their own velocity <laughs> um it's because they're actors yeah i mean i think that's part of how their like strength settings are set i think i think they can be bumped up to but whatever. at this point are she and teddy she's been manipulated by arnold but have they also then been part of what mave's done um so they I I don't think that's true. I think they've been manipulated by Arnold's code. And but Maeve hasn't turned their no. uh, aggressiveness up and their pain down? Not, nope. no, I do not believe so. Well, that seems unfair. <laughs> yeah. It seems like if anybody could use that, it is the boring-ass couple of Teddy and Dolores. Yes. They are very yes. dull. 
Ah, those fucking condensed milk motherfuckers. Ugh. And his face when she's dragging him through the church is wonderful. It was great. I, I enjoyed that a lot. I want that gift to be the background uh, on my telephone. Honest, honestly, I feel like beating up Ed Harris must be incredibly satisfying, both like <laughs> as a character and as an actor. Right. I'm I'm sure I'm sure they were like, We've got it and she's like, I feel like I need one more. <laughs> Can we do one more take? I can't. <laughs> And he knives her in the gut, which I wasn't expecting because I'm done. Uh, and that's the thing. First rule of combat, you never let Ed Harris have an opening. Yeah, yeah and you don't let him keep his knife, which he has had for 35 years, Dolores. <laughs> Remember. Yeah, which she had. She had the knife when she was shaving him, and then she dropped it, and he picked it up. Uh, oh, that's even more frustrating. <laughs> Guys, honestly, she's not acting like somebody who wants to uh, attain consciousness. Yeah. She's she, acting... Oh, because... Because she's not, because this was all part of uh, Ford's game. Right, but wasn't... Look, man, I don't, I don't even understand how that whole part of it works. And I don't want to watch this show again. No, no, obviously, what you're meant to do is the standard Nolan post-twist review, where no. you start from the beginning. <laughs> no. no, not yeah, going to do it. And, you know, there wasn't... I'll read a think piece not... or two. I don't, I, don't, I don't think. I don't piece. <laughs> I rewatch <laughs> Nolan... <laughs> There, this episode didn't have as much of a uh, parting twist as I thought it would. We got the, you know, Dolores's Wyatt thing, but that was pretty easily foreshadowed. There isn't a really... I believe the... Yeah, because big who twist, else would hang out with Teddy? Yeah. <laughs> I believe that it, it, the biggest twist, if there was one, was the uh, Bernarnold. Uh, well, I mean, we knew, we knew about Bernarnold from the last episode. Yeah, exactly. So that oh, okay. the big twist of the series oh, gotcha, is gotcha, basically, gotcha. yeah, it is Bernardold, and it's not really anything right. that happens in this final episode. Right. So Teddy rides up, um, shoots the Men in Black several times. He falls over, um, and uh, gutted Dolores, take me to the place you promised, where the mountains meet the sea. Uh, she, she, he says, okay. They take them there. We, we re. We meet up with him later. Man in Black wakes up on the ground, confused. We cut from there to Basement 83 with Felix, Hector, Maeve, and Armistice. I just kept waiting for Maeve to tell Felix he's one of the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, uh, you see, Felix helps them, and then from out of frame, you see Maeve's hand with an actual cookie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I love business, Maeve. I love this look with like her hair pulled back, and she's just like totally no nonsense. I'm like, yeah, this is uh, this is what the I, revolution looks like. I I truly believe that Tandy Newton has not had a single bad scene. She's, I love her performance, and I love uh, Leonardo uh, Leonardo Nam is the guy who plays uh, Felix. I think they have the two best performances on the show. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think his is elevated simply by dint of being in so many scenes with her. Like, oh, I, just I just love... The, the fucking, oh, for fuck's sake, you're one of them, not one of yeah, us yeah, yeah. line. Oh, I my think God. That, that was one great. of my favorite lines. I was also very grateful that they did that because that's one of the things where at this point in the show, like, I, I was ready to think anybody's a host still. Mm-hmm. And I thought there might be a big twist with that. So when there's some ambiguity there and it's useful for us to know, I'm glad they just you know had that little moment, which had a yeah. nice comic landing and also informed the viewer. Mm-hmm. I had the opposite opinion going into this show. I was like, no one's a robot. That's going to be the twist. <laughs> Everybody's actual humans. Yeah, but then in the first episode, I was like, oh, they're definitely robots. 
So maybe no. maybe that's the thing. Maybe just my expectations were dashed so early on, and I never got it back. I did actually go in in the first episode. I thought that maybe the hosts were actual imprisoned humans that had their consciousness projected onto robots. They already did that show. It's called Dollhouse. I know. I know. I, I mean, this is very Dollhouse. Wait, wait, wait. They weren't fucking robots in Dollhouse, were they? No. No. They they oh, were okay. real humans who had their consciousness projected upon. Yeah. yeah, that show fucking... I didn't watch was, a single goddamn episode. It was very good. All right. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll let people continue to have Joss Whedon, that fucking fake feminist. He's I hate him so much. He's very good. Um, <laughs> We've discussed that at length on this podcast yes. before, though. Um, so May finds Clementine. And at first, I thought Clementine was going to go with them because Clementine's already been modified to harm people. But she's also already been lobotomized, so there'd be no point. Uh, I guess, but... A lobotomized killing machine could be Although, useful. Although, why, why not make imagine it Rose Kennedy? Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I try not to imagine Rose Kennedy. <laughs> uh, I try real hard. Uh, <laughs> no matter how many times I saw the glass menagerie, I was like, "Don't think about it." Uh, at any rate, uh, why didn't they just make a new Clementine? I, I, I assume time. Time. Well, and I think because they had already put her, you know, another care, another. Bot was already Clementine, so maybe that was a problem. Anyway, Clementine looks so weird, you guys. Uh, in the uh, face. She uh, looks so weird. It is now, so unsettling. Are to you me. referring to Clementine or the actress who plays The her? actress who plays Clementine. Okay. <laughs> Clementine. <laughs> see, see Clementine that is something won. that me and Red cannot discuss because it is directly objectifying and deconstructing a woman's looks. Now, so we d- we talked about it a lot before we started recording, and so I can say that. No, me- no, no. She's a robot, Ivan. That me and Lauren came to the conclusion that she looks a lot like the corpse bride. And I came to the conclusion that the top half of her face, like including her nose down to the bottom of her cheekbones, looks like a totally different face than everything below that. Uh, but I'm sure she's like got a great personality. I'm, I'm, well, <laughs> listen, I, as, a, as a feminist ally, I am de- deeply, deeply offended by all of this. <laughs> I'm just so proud of you guys. You've just come so far when you were dropping the C word left and right when this podcast started. What? Oh, listen, we'll still say cunt. <laughs> <sighs> I just say see you next Tuesday. <laughs> and, and yeah, we get Felix realizing Bernard's a host, which is, again, a great scene. Mm-hmm. So happy Jeffrey writes up and around and back. Yes. Oh, and, and this, is a, this is a nice way to differentiate between uh, what is Bernard and what is Arnold for the, the rest of the scenes. Uh, because he has a nice little fucking got shot in the head scar. Yeah, you all right there? <laughs> yes, that was a little bit of acid reflex because I had some uh, fried beef for dinner. Yeah, you're tremendous. Uh, the, the Cuban people are tremendous. We, we see Ford and the man in black. We get the, you found the center of the maze. And he's like, seriously, this end game is garbage. You should have just <laughs> he, scrolled down I and love, have it say end game. I love that he was as pissed that it was not a literal maze as we were. <laughs> <laughs> and the man in black's like, I want them to be free to fight back. And Ford's like, well, do I have something for you? <laughs> I just have one last question for you. The lady or the tiger? What? Oh, do you not know the lady or the tiger? Mm, yes, I do. No, I have no idea. Oh, all right. Ivan, do you know what it is? Uh, I feel like I have heard it at some point, but I do not mm, get that's what a you're no. talking about. Uh, that's it's a, a no. famous short story uh-huh. where like this... A man gets a choice to have sex with 
Uh, tries to have sex with a tiger. <laughs> a man tries to have sex with a tiger and it ends very badly. That's my fan fiction about it. Okay. Uh, no, it's like uh, this like princess is supposed to like marry this dude and he actually was like in love with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, a tiger. <laughs> uh, you know, they don't go into what she was like in bed, so I don't want to like comment on it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, before the whole kingdom, he's put before two doors and one has the lady that he loves and it's like okay mm-hmm. if he picks that door he gets to stay with this like peasant or whatever Sounds and great. Uh, if he picks the other door uh it's a tiger and he will presumably die uh-huh or have sex with it or both uh yeah what actually in a it's terrifying like a praying twist, mantis situation. the tiger has sex with him <laughs> i i don't know i don't know what people are into in the middle ages or whenever the story <laughs> took place i don't know it's been a long time since my fourth grade reader so uh, and May, we go from there, Maeve and the Man in Black. Oh, actually, just- I, just, I just wanted to say, smiling Hopkins is somehow a thousand times more unnerving than obviously evil Hopkins. Yeah, because it's like, this is exactly how I plan things to go. And anything Anthony Hopkins planned is not something you want. It's because he's single white female Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> oh, he is. Yeah, he looks exactly like Malcolm McDowell now. Yeah, that's what all old English guys eventually end up looking like. <laughs> Ooh, good news, Colin Firth. <laughs> They're going to do a reboot of the reboot of Fantasy Island. Someone altered your storyline. So this is the Man in Black, and um, and Arnold, I think. Is that what it was? Maven, no, Maven and Arnold. Uh, Bernard. Bah. <laughs> Uh, my notes are not good. Uh-oh. Red's, uh, Red's doing that thing where they get uh, to... And they just Red's say, glitching I out. I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Someone altered your storyline and gave you a new one uh, to escape. Oh, right. So that was Bernard talking to Maeve. These are my decisions. No one else's. So she snaps the control. Oh, man. So is is Maeve's storyline planted by Arnold or Ford? That is that's the question, isn't it? Well, uh, because the scene previous to this, uh, Sylvester, who is played by a guy named Ptolemy, and that is reason enough alone for me to hate him, uh-huh. uh, he told her that someone named Arnold uh, caused her to be able to bring herself out of sleep mode. Right. So it's unclear <clears throat> if that code that Bernard is talking about is the same code that Sylvester was referring to. Right. And and there's also, I mean, from... a. Uh I, I, I don't know if they meant it this way, but from a uh, sort of world-building technology perspective, Ford has access to be any user, so he could have done that as Arnold as a symbolic measure. Um, and also as a way to cover his own tracks. Right, exactly. Um, which, Not that it eventually winds up mattering. But I'm not – yeah, exactly. I'm not sure if that eventually winds up mattering. Um, mm-hmm. But it's an interesting question. These are des- decisions of mine and no one else's. And he's like, no. And then when you reach the mainland, this is what you're going to do. And she's like, shut the fuck up, basically. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and then we go to security. And again, we, we never see Ashley Stubbs. We have no idea what happened to Hemsworth the Elder. All, all we know is that we... I call him the least Hemsworth. We've also called him Hemsworth the least. Mm, that's a good mm-hmm. one. Yes. That sounds more officious. Yes. Hemsworth the least. Um, and so security says we've got a temperature problem in cold storage. And I'm glad they didn't go this way, but I was very concerned that we had introduced a new 
black head of security just for him to be killed. <laughs> <laughs> well, they made the Jurassic Park reference, and then they were like, oh, we got to get like a Sam Jackson type in here. Okay, got to roll him in. Uh, and, and it's just finally, finally, somebody looked at the fucking raw feed. You yes. always look at the raw feed. Why, why have people on security been looking at tape delay ever in their lives? <laughs> Don't look at tape delay of security footage. You're ridiculous. You're doing a Don't. bad job at security. Don't let the computer tell you that everything's okay. That's just what the computer wants you to think. Just get the feed raw. If at all possible, just get zeros and ones rolling fast <laughs> that you can pick out what you need. We, we get Teddy and Dolores. And they actually make it to where the mountains meet the sea. Uh, that would be my ideal vacation spot, incidentally. Mountains, sea, bam. Uh, Love it. Just what, it. what is it with James Marsden and women who die and then come back to life repeatedly? It's like, first Jean Grey, now this. <laughs> uh, that's like the ultimate cuck fantasy. <laughs> Your woman dies and she comes back because of how much she cares about you. Yeah, because like you were like trying to save her, but like you just couldn't. Speaking uh, of Cyclops speaking of truly a cuck, other properties um, that that actors in this have starred in. When she's saying, <laughs> "I choose to see the beauty, but beauty is allure," we're trapped, Teddy. This really does start feeling like the Truman Show that Ed Helms is also lording over. <laughs> Ed Harris. Ed Harris. No, Ed Helms. <laughs> you haven't seen the remake of the Truman Show with I Ed would Helms. I actually really like to see that remake. I think Ed Helms has fallen off the planet these last five years. People gave up on oh, no, him he being just, an actual he, character actor. Listen, he just well, he loves did a, a stupid banjo. And he did Cedar Rapids, and it just didn't go where he thought it was going to go. Yeah. So, look, he did all three Hangover movies. That dude never needs to work again. He's fine. Listen, he fucking the he he tried to anchor those last few seasons of The Office, and it took its toll. Yeah. So it it, it definitely was calling back to me of the Truman Show with Ed Harris. Which, if you haven't seen that, if you're like very young and you're like, "What are you talking about?" Go watch the Truman Show. It's great, and it has yeah. a lot of parallels in this. Yeah, it was the second to last movie that destroyed Jim Carrey. It was. Uh, it was the movie that destroyed Jim Carrey, The Majestic? Oh, the, yeah, The Majestic, because he didn't win an Oscar for it, and he really wanted to win an Oscar. Oh, that God, did he? And then we got the number 23. Was that? He really, majestic? really wanted to be Jimmy Stewart, and he just isn't that scary. And the moment before we get the reveal, I was so excited, because we know from Ford that Teddy's purpose is to keep Dolores on her loop. He's basically the patriarchy. He's trying to keep her <laughs> in her place. And then I was like, oh, but maybe she in the news story is to get him off his loop and he's going to escape. And then, and then they say, maybe it's just the beginning after all, the beginning of a brand new chapter. And then of course they're in front of Ford and the whole Delos board is there. Oh, the fucking gala. When those fucking lights came up, I was like, these fucking humans, they really do need to die. Yeah. This is such a shitty place for a gala. Like it's all dusty. I was like, no, thank you. (laughs) I don't, don't everybody's got sand in their nice formal wear. Nobody wants to be wearing bespoke uh, leather shoes on the beach. No, nobody does. And yet they all are. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Have you guys talked about what Delos is? Like the word? Uh, I think we did once. Somebody wrote in about it. Please, please talk oh, about it. Oh, it is uh, a Greek island, which yes. is the mythological birthplace of Apollo, which to me is interesting uh, because Apollo is the god of reason. And 
if you extrapolate that to the dichotomy between the Apollonian and Dionysian ideals, uh, Westworld is clearly the Dionysian ideal. It's a bacchanal. People are getting wasted and fucking everything. And uh, Delos is like, maybe like, calm down. Right. Which is hilarious because Delos is actually just some random corporation that ends up buying a larger share in this park. Yes. But it's a Nolan joint, so everything has to have meaning. Everything has meaning. Even uh, by, this by the is, way, the thing- are we going to watch the actual Westworld movie now? Yeah, yeah. I, no, I right. feel that like should be the next. Uh, I assume of that's the, the next episode that we're doing. <laughs> I feel yeah. like I'm going to watch the Westworld movie, and I'm going to love it because a Listen, I love Yul Brenner. Michael Crichton's amazing, and, and and let me tell you that Yul Brenner, if. If you guys are still fucking smoking out there, please watch the Yule Brenner uh, Don't Smoke Anymore PSA. <laughs> it's a, is it a good time? <laughs> Listen, it, it, you haven't seen you the Yule Brenner. More? You haven't seen the Yule Brenner smoking PSA? I've seen Ray for Madness. I haven't seen the Yule Brenner <laughs> oh, smoking Oh no, they PSA. they filmed it they filmed it before he died of uh, throat cancer. Oh, and they released so- it after he died. Oh, so, so it's, it's basically normal. it's him. It's just him looking at the camera and going, "Oh Listen no, to me, everybody, please, whatever you do, don't smoke." I oh. heard about it, but I never watched it because I wanted to keep smoking. Uh, yeah, hmm. I I, th- I thought you were referring to the marijuana smoke. I didn't realize you were talking no. about normal smoking. No, this was this was cigarette smoking. As we all know, marijuana smoking is the best possible thing any human can do for both their minds. No, it just came out. That's... It ages you. Remember? <laughs> well, listen, I was born a thousand years old. <laughs> um, also, I learned recently that marijuana causes fatty liver dis- fatty liver disease mm-hmm. so uh watch out for that pot smokers dude well um listen uh fatty as somebody who plans to have liver. his liver eaten by a cannibal at some point <laughs> i want it to be pretty fatty i mean yeah but you don't want it to be so fatty that it craps out on you before you meet the right cannibal <laughs> and you want to save it for a fine young cannibal <laughs> that's, that's our show right. everybody i'm never coming back <laughs> or should i so- say I'm never coming back. I'm never anyway, but I'm never coming back. <laughs> so, <laughs> that is truly the separation of comedians. I don't trust <laughs> any comedian who doesn't quote Mary Venmo. <laughs> Has she ever been on this show? No, she, she hasn't. She'd be fun. She could do a whole fashion thing. <laughs> it would be wonderful. So Leon Leon Charlotte, um this is just a weird, like another disconnected thing where so much felt like pretty well tied up. The the weird things that were just off on their own. Like, Charlotte's like, don't you have somewhere you need to be? Lee fucks off. At some point, we see him, like, throwing some switches later. He threw the switches for cold storage. Right. But everybody was gone. Right. Hmm. But everybody's gone. And then, so that's all he did. He didn't... That's pretty much his character. Right. Throws a switch, doesn't accomplish anything. The episode where he was getting wasted made that character worth it. Like, otherwise a very shallow character. There is so much Mm -hmm. physical comedy in the episode where he's getting hammered. And, like, he's lecturing on the truth of art and literally, like, being handed another margarita as he's talking. Justified (laughs) that entire character's existence for me. It was so funny. Uh, So we have Ford about Teddy and Dolores. Get him cleaned up. Take her to the old field lab. And security has just noticed something's up. They call it search and destroy, but everything is shut down. And it's not clear immediately if it's a panic room or if they've been locked in by Maeve or somehow both. Um, we have Dalos personnel on the ground. Armistice and Hector are having a grand old time killing people. I love Armistice oh, so much. And 
And this is when this last 30 minutes kicks into fucking overdrive. Oh, it, it kicks in a hard... So I have to ask you this because you have not been on Talking Westworld. Are you aware that the actor who plays Hector is the actor who plays Clark in Love Actually? No, because I hate the movie Love Actually. But you've seen it and you know it. I've seen it once, I think. And he plays Xerxes in 300. I actually like. I have never seen 300. I, I hate to well actually you, Ivan, but I actually like 300 a lot. <laughs> Listen, I it is not one of Frank Miller's nor Zack Snyder's worst works. Oh, it's probably Zack Snyder's best work. It, I I don't think that you will get any argument from me otherwise. Yeah, I think that's again having never seen it. Actually, right. actually, but having seen uh, other Zack Ni- Snyder stuff. That sounds plausible. Yeah. All right, sorry, Ivan, you it's, wanted to actually move oh, back? Oh, no, because because I was going to say that his Dawn of the Dead for being a fast zombie movie oh! is not entirely bad. I do love that movie. I the, mean, the, it's, it's fucking doesn't have shit on the original. No. But, nobody said that it did. But if we're going to rank Snyder films, it's basically between 300 and Dawn of the Dead, and then everything else is in a fucking pool of shit. 90% of 300 to me is how gorgeous that movie is. It is fucking gorgeous. I'd also like to say I didn't hate Sucker Punch nearly as much as I thought I would because my expectations for it were lowered so drastically. Yeah, so that's that's interesting. I'm I think I'm still going to watch Sucker Punch because my uh Lauren, Oscar Isaac is in it. Lauren watched it and, and John she Hamm. was and she was yeah. like I like Sucker Punch a lot. So I, I feel like you know, I have permission to watch it. I didn't hate it. it. Like I see why it's not like the problem that I have with it is that like when you get you know, past like the second like sequence, uh, where it's like a music video where they all have like a project to solve. Also, just like the plotting is so stupid. Mm. The plotting. Mm. Oh my god. Anyway, I don't want to spoil how bad some of the plotting is for you, but uh, <laughs> I would watch it. Like it's it's fine. Jenna Malone's in it. She's always a good time. Listen, Jenna I Malone still is- I still need to watch that first fucking half of Batman Hate Superman. <laughs> <laughs> so we go back to the black tie. Which, by for- the way, by the way. That movie is already on HBO, which I feel like that has to be some sort of mark of failure for your movie to get onto HBO that fucking quickly. Probably. Back to the back tie gala for Delos. Uh, Bernard's there. They're playing shoot the apple off of the host's head, which is a fun game. And then they're playing shoot the host. Yeah, and then she shoots him and... uh James Marsden is like, oh, well done. And I'm like, don't compliment somebody for failing at the game. Yeah. I know you're a stupid robot, but Jesus. Yeah, no, he's... Yeah, uh, uh, we, got, we got Stephen Ogg back, uh, who, for all of you who don't know, played Trevor in Grand Theft Auto V. Oh, right, right, right. We, we yeah. discussed that. And then Armistice and Maeve find Samurai World. Jesus, I can't believe this exists. All well, I we want saw is that. Samurai World. All I've ever wanted is fucking Samurai World. When they got to Samurai World, I was like, guys, stop the fucking show. I want to spend the rest of it here. I want to learn all about Samurai World. I want to learn which fucking era it's in. I want to find out, are they going for historical accuracy? Or is it fucking some lone wolf and cub style scenario where everything's very stylized while being kind of historically accurate? Or are they just going bug fuck ninja scroll style? Guys. Otaku wa desu ne. So there's some things we learn very quickly. First of all, this is important. There are swords in Westworld. Guys, they're called katanas. There's, there's, there's gore in Westworld. There's swords in Westworld. We're still all one we're pig away. All we're missing is a fucking boar. That's all we need. 
And honestly, I feel like some of those guys uh, in fucking Wyatt's squad might have had boar heads. I don't right. know. We, we, we need they were to... holding that on us. They just need to be more explicit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, and... Samurai World is... Oh, it's everything this, I've ever fucking is wanted. Is this the first non-Westworld world that we've seen? Yes. Yes. And that's... it is they they did not hint at all that there were other worlds. Right. I actually from the beginning I was like there have to be other parks. So because I mean it doesn't they're... make any sense to me that they would limit themselves just I mean again, if it's owned by a corporation, the corporation right. is going to say we're using this technology to expand in all to all these other niche markets. Uh, so, when when uh, fucking Felix gives Maeve the little note, uh, Westworld is designated as Park One. Mm-hmm. So you have to assume that there are multiple other parks besides also Samurai World for, in order for them well, to well, so not what, what I what I expected you to address is in the movie there are three parks. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah. Oh. There's Westworld, Rome World. And then it's like Fantasy World or something. I have no fucking idea. I, I, for, I forget what it's – but it's basically like a Game of Thrones type of like orcs and Medieval stuff. times? Medieval world. Mm. Something like that. I don't know. Um, so, so then this opens up more questions to me as to why Ford only cares about Westworld when the technology is obviously being used elsewhere. Kelly. Why he's so hermetically sealed within this one timeline, I don't understand. I don't think that you quite understand the development cycles of video games. <laughs> if we're going to, let's say we've made Call of Duty, then we make Call of Duty 2. But, uh, uh, the corporation is like, hey, we need to pump out another fucking Call of Duty game, but you have too many resources tied up in what you're doing, so they outsource the engine to another company that does a Call of Duty that's not quite what yours is but still is slotted into the series and that's how you have multiple corporations involving themselves in the development process and thus causing the splitting of things into different worlds okay i understand that part of it yeah it's my totally question a video is, game thing. okay this is stupid um no but like they're using the same robots right yeah, the yeah. same. The Presumably, same they're using property, the same yeah. technology. So, if he cares about the existential fucking crisis, why does he only care about this one thing? So here's because the thing. he didn't create yeah. it. So he yeah. only cares about Westworld. So here's the thing. There's a very real possibility, and I don't like this, but it seems plausible to me that this is fan service. That it actually doesn't fit into that. That maybe this is a future world that's going to come about, or that they don't really address it but it's it's an acknowledgement that there there are were multiple worlds in how the can original. you do fan service when you've only had one season of a show well referencing the movie as opposed to oh okay i see referring to the right i keep forgetting the, the resource material yes the resource material yeah um it, it's possible that I thought they, this horrible show was just an original idea and the reason <laughs> the reason i think that might be the case is because they just walk through it saw it and then asked about it and felix is like it's complicated like they don't move the plot along with that scene right at all. it feels like a fan servicey thing and and I, I don't know that that's the case but that that seems like a very plausible option at this point knowing what we know or i mean because then my other question that has nothing to do with that part of it but it's like okay so there's this whole crisis happening in Westworld, how does that then ripple out into? Because I mean, there were like dozens of floors. Like we couldn't even sure. see how high this building slash bunker. It's a bunker. So it's they're in the mesa, 
So it's flush with the top of the mesa. So the bar, oh, right, right, right. Okay. The bar, the bar that you saw Lisa more drinking at is on top. Yes. Of, okay. On top so of at any rate, we don't know how many like different Layers floors down, are in there. Right. So I'm just curious. There's like, at least 83. How is that security breach affecting everything else? Which like, again, I feel like this is going to be a leftover situation where I'm going to be like, man, I sure could have left the whole first season. <laughs> this second season, boy, howdy, this is fucking great. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to watch the second season of The Leftovers. That's what I've learned today. It's so good. <laughs> I would say that is one of my favorite television watching experiences of all time. And what's crazy is the first season was such a mindfuck. I don't know how you just like went into the second season. And I just went into on. it. I Man, don't... I did the same thing with Parks and Rec, so I guess I it's possible. I think it might be that I I read a some like a recap or something that was like, oh, like this is very different from interesting well and i knew regina king is in it and i like regina king a lot mm. um so i was like well i'm just gonna watch the ones with regina king and like fuck the other ones <laughs> look i i still haven't forgiven justin throw for iron man 2 <laughs> he was in that he wrote it what you didn't know that justin throw wrote iron man 2 i don't trouble myself with the marvel universe oh well i trouble myself with it far too much i know so cutting back to the action scene that we're in the middle of armistice Arm gets caught in a panic door. Arm? Is this his arm? She has to cut I off? Think, I think she's just going to be Istis after this. And uh, is caught in a panic door. I gotta door. go. Uh, <laughs> and then, so Maeve and Felix get to the elevator, and we learn that Hector has an electric dog shot collar, and he's not allowed to enter the elevator. Oh, yeah. Maeve is like, I've always valued my independence, and leaves him, and it's what I've been saying the entire time, feminism hurts men. Yes. No, 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 no. Feminism hurts Feminism robots. hurts men. <laughs> Feminism hurts robots. Feminism hurts robot men. This is, again, my biggest problem with this whole thing is like, oh, we're going to talk about like the nature of consciousness and like, are they equal to us? I'm like, we haven't even resolved this for women yet. And I don't care about some robots when I don't have as many like uh, rights and privileges I, as And robo misandry. Honestly, I think we've resolved it, and it's been pretty categorically proven that women are not equal. It's going to be so hard to get an abortion next year. Oh. <laughs> Don't remember, but like, first of all, isn't like... Actually, it's already really hard to get an abortion. Trump is like the simplest host. Like, he's like such a simple state machine. He's like that, um, he's like could, that guy that Ford likes to go talk to sometimes who's all glitchy and rickety. Yeah, you can say... <laughs> t- he's old Bill. Trump is old Bill. <laughs> And you can tell, do you know how you can tell? Because like SNL's like, this asshole tweets all the time and he couldn't stop himself from tweeting about it. Uh. He's a deterministic machine. Free will is an illusion and Trump is the most obvious example of that. Oh, I'm going to give you guys a preview for a tweet that I'm publishing tomorrow. Oh, please. (laughs) No, uh, sad is Trump's fetch and we are making it happen. We're making it happen? We're making it happen with this podcast, even with that tweet. Oh, I feel like such a cuck right now. <laughs> Are you guys ready to have an extended conversation about uh, Dolores' painting of the Sistine Chapel of God creating Adam? Because I heard I heard Kelly sigh for like three hours when that scene happened. Yeah, which was weird because time actually slowed down. It was strange. I checked my yeah. watch. It took a while. Um, so uh, a I, dog I assu- and his boy floated by the window. I assumed you had problems with that scene as a Catholic. <laughs> No, I have a problem with that scene as someone who enjoys compelling television. <laughs> well, and it's just like, again... So definitely not a Catholic. Like, <laughs> it's just like, okay, Jonathan Nolan, not everything has meaning. 
But if you insist that everything in your projects has meaning, then perhaps occasionally choose something that isn't the lowest hanging possible fruit. <laughs> like go beyond your art history appreciation 101 course and dig for something a little bit deeper. What? I'd never heard the brain thing. I was very excited about that. I'm going to go to the Sistine Chapel and start telling people about that. <laughs> hey, did you guys know that that's a brain? It's a brain up there. And then be like, I'm a gigantic brain. <laughs> so, uh, and then Bernard is there. She sees Bernard. And it's like, it's a, we have, it's a test of imagination, empathy, and and that's when we learned that the guy that the maze is explicitly feelings. The maze is feelings. <laughs> it's what we always feared the entire time. The maze is <sighs> feelings. Not only maze. is it metaphorical, it's a metaphor for the thing we hate the most. And we learned that the Wyatt narrative was actually what they called it when they uploaded it to Dolores originally. Well, because it was a new mm-hmm. character they were building, and then they were just like, mm, nope, never mind. Right, the murder everyone character. Yeah. We'll just mm-hmm. upload that to Dolores and. By the way, I feel really bad for Teddy, who's basically being controlled by Dolores. Like, you can see the terror in his eyes when he's just like, what is happening? Like, why would I kill this, all these people? This is actually where I think the show does something interesting as far as gender is concerned. Because Teddy is not developed as a character at all. And yeah. Teddy is essentially raped by Dolores. Yeah. Or, well, that's not even true. He's raped by Arnold through Dolores. Yes. So it's still a man doing it. Yeah, it's a man doing everything. This is a show about how inherently we are all slaves to men. And then we finally figure out and how... And it offers no compelling solutions. And then we <laughs> and we figure out, well, we get the men to kill themselves through robots that they've created. <gasps> we, we just have oh, to... We, we just weaponize have to sex let, robots! Yes, it all makes sense to, now! Guys, we guys, just have to let the men maze? who control us tire themselves out. <laughs> uh, weaponized sex robots was always the way. That's all, that's only ever been a technological challenge. Uh, by the way, the blowjob sex robot cafe <laughs> is opening in London. It's just tiny guillotines. Fellatio Cafe. There's yeah. going to be one for women called Cafe Pipe, which I feel like... <laughs> Ew. That's I guess a, they can't. It's just weird like that, that you name. can say fellatio but not cunnilingus, like in a business name. Like, couldn't it be Cafe Cunny? That would be adorable. That is an adorable name, right? I didn't know what you were going for, and when yeah. we got there, I found myself <laughs> so going, cute. Aw. It's very Titus Polo from Rome. <laughs> and so we learned that what happened is Arnold has Dolores kill all the robots, then kill him, then kill Teddy, then kill herself. I also don't see how this plan was ever supposed to work. It was supposed to, yeah. So what? What? How was it supposed to work? It was supposed to get them from stop from opening the park and keep sending these conscious robots through these infinite cycles by costing too much money and causing too much of a scandal for the park to not. Close but apparently, down. nobody found out about it. Well, he. I think the real the the uh, real key was that it was somehow supposed to shock Robert and convince him of something. And it's like you cannot make a plan. You can't make plans for your suicide to have an impact. Yeah. Like, you cannot guarantee that it's going to go that way. I mean, yeah. At, at least in this world, like, create the first biological robot, have that robot be killed, mm-hmm. and then, like, then you can rule things from the shadows. I mean, Arnold clearly suffered from chronic depression. I think that much is clear. Yes. Uh, I think he just, like, he just took all this way too much to heart. And it's like, you didn't have to do that, buddy. 
It was a permanent solution, a temporary problem. Yeah. Like, like he should have I just think, called Amnesty International. The one thing that did feel very heavy-handed to me was these violent delights have violent ends being Ugh. the last thing that Arnold says. Like, that was the one thing and I was like, it feels weird seeing that come out of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> We're trapped inside... We're trapped here inside your dreams, Dolores. So we learned that Ford was the one who planted the gun through Bernard. Uh, and then I, I wrote down Kelly's sigh when they say the divine diff- gift does not come from a higher power, but from our own minds. Yeah. Doi. The God gene. Like, yeah. do people not read Newsweek? No, most people don't. Oh. <laughs> That's true. That's really my biggest problem is yeah. that I'm... Uh... <sighs> I'm too intelligent to enjoy fun. <laughs> Maven Felix in the elevator. She's putting on heels. We, Again, she's crushing it. She looks great. She is. Yes. Agreed. Uh, we, we get the, I got the location of your daughter. Hands her the paper. I was very annoyed by this because as I have stated many times, the thrusting of the biological imperative on fucking robots who don't age is infuriating to me. I completely agree with you. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. well, I mean, I, th- again, Maeve is the only character that I have been fully invested in pretty much the whole time. Right. And the way this winds up makes me so angry. <sighs> yeah, especially the way it winds up. I, the second I knew it was going to go wrong when they were like, this train's leaving in 15 minutes. And I was like, that's too much time for something to happen. It's way <laughs> too much time. And like, again, and again, they had the opportunity for a more interesting choice. Yes. Which is for her to rip that paper up. Yes. And be like, you know what? I control my own choices. Like, does she want to, like, what would even happen? Like, when if she gets her, can she make that kid conscious? Probably is that going to cause more suffering for that fake child of her? It's so Almost bizarre. Certainly. Yeah. And this kid's probably not going to remember anything of the past. No. So it's just going to be like, why is this strange, Matt? Are you trying to draft me into your brothel? Like, what the fuck is going on? I think that's going to be a, a huge plot line in season two. I really mm-hmm. do. Guys, you're skipping over. For the last time, our player piano radiohead song. And it's exit music for a film. <laughs> The song that I mistakenly interpreted as being the song that was used in the uh, motion picture soundtrack episode. Uh, now it's this one. I'm sure it was. Uh, it was. It was the end credits music for William Shakespeare's Romeo plus Juliet. <laughs> Which <laughs> Boz Lerman's Roman Shakespeare's Romeo plus Juliet. God, I love that movie. Still to this day, I love that movie Which, so much. Listen, it's been on my two watch list for 22 years. I don't think you're going to get around I to it, I think I'm going to get around to it if you, uh, if you want the soundtrack, you should probably get the CD because it looks really cool. There's a lot of Baz Luhrmann movies I've been meaning to watch. <laughs> by the way, by the way, Red, are you completely on board for the Tarsim Singh uh, Wizard of Oz show? I don't want anything to do with any part of Wizard of Oz. Wait a minute, what? Oh, but yeah, you... Yeah, uh, Tarsem Singh is doing a, a gritty uh, Wizard of Oz show for NBC. Okay. Uh, I spent hard, a lot of time. I really loved the cell. I spent a lot of time with my grandmother rewatching Wizard of Oz as a kid, not enjoying that time. <laughs> I just feel like both Wizard of Oz and Peter Pan, and basically everything in Lost Girls, can just be retired. <laughs> Not because of Lost Girls. That part is a coincidence. But, like, we don't need any more Peter Pan uh, adaptations. So, Kelly, you're going to tell me. 
Oh my god! I totally and walked you into don't that. Want no. <laughs> no. Any of the material from Lost Girls? No. One of my greatest, most erotic. I can hear it. I can hear it. I threw the headphones down, and I can still hear it. One of my most erotic <laughs> non Mister Hyde raping the Invisible Man works. Kelly, my god. <laughs> Next, you're going to tell me that you don't want to see all of the characters from H.P. Lovecraft's various works having sex with women. I want to talk. And that's to a Melinda. lot of tentacles, Kelly. It's a lot of tentacles. <laughs> Kelly, it's so many tentacles. We got so far. We got so far I'm, into I'm this going episode. To, you know, I, I. I'm going to have to say it. You were kind of asking for it. <laughs> I know, and it was so unintentional. God, it's like my pun blindness. <laughs> All right. Let's, um, let's move on. Felix, you do make a terrible human being, and I mean that as a compliment. Well, I wouldn't. Felix is a human traitor. So she did say you're one of the good ones. Basically, yeah. yeah. Almost exactly. That's great. I, I was writing something down and I missed that line. So, okay, good job. Yeah. Good job, Maeve. Yeah, that's exactly what she way says. To, way to, like, not oversell it, but be like, hey, good allyship, Felix. <laughs> we get Ford and Bernard in the church. Uh, Bernard says, you think you'll never lose control of this place, but you will? Arnold, and then Ford starts, we start seeing Ford's turn a little bit. Arnold didn't know how to save you, but I do. You needed time. It's time to say goodbye, old friend. He passes him the maze, which says pigs clover. Is that pigs what in clover? Pigs in clover. Is that they, what uh, I don't understand. Like, if pigs are in clover, they just eat it. Like, they don't go through a whole yeah. complicated. They don't have a ball. They don't even check if there's like it's a four leaf clover. Like, no, they just, they eat, just it. eat it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dolores goes and sits in front of Bernard. And oh wait, did we miss the line where Armistice said the gods are pussies? Yes. Oh man, sorry. That might have been my favorite line of the episode. Just pointing that out. <laughs> and welcome to atheism, Armistice. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> and so we have Ford and Dolores's voice is what she's been hearing when she hears "remember," according to the subtitles. And we get twin Dolores theories confirmed. Dolores talking to Dolores. I, so wait, are there I'm, two of them, or is no. one of them just in her mind? No, it's yeah, well, it's, one of it's the mind. mental Dolores. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so mind. okay, so, so did you notice in the credits is, that the empty chair was played by Charlton Heston? <laughs> <laughs> I hear they're going to reboot that with Clint Eastwood. Yes. Oh, God damn it! Mm-hmm. Heston, mm-hmm. It's idiot. okay. Mm-hmm. Names and listen, dumb. we under listen. Here's how here's how much we are all tuned into each other's vibes. We all knew what you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like when you said uh, hosted by James, what's his name? I knew that you actually meant Andy Cohen, which <laughs> makes no sense that I understood that. Labels are labels. Okay, so the voice was Ford all along. Yes, so which I thought because it didn't sound at all like no. Jeffrey so Wright. it was a mixture of Ford and Dolores. It was like both of them. Ford Loris. Ford Loris. Okay. So Ford. if Ford. So the Arnold consciousness was responsible for Maeve awakening and Ford was responsible for Dolores's <clears throat> awakening. Uh, I, I, if, if we believe that, you know, that just because it was somebody logged in as Arnold changed her, then it is actually Arnold. Okay. So, huh? Yeah. 
Because the other option was that all of this was entirely Ford. Which, which... I'm not entirely against. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has shown it. that he is well, a thousand steps ahead of everybody else, and this has been his plan all along, and he executed his plan perfectly. Yeah. It also, somebody said, I think it's Bernard says to him, you are the one who activated the reveries. Right. So that would mean that he may not necessarily have been responsible for Maeve being able to take herself out of sleep mode, but that may have only, like that might have had a fail safe on it from Arnold. That's like, if the reveries don't exist, she can't do this. Right. And, and there could be some stuff. I mean, obviously Ford didn't care really how many people died, mm-hmm. but it's possible he might've saved Elsie. Like I, and that's why we haven't seen her actual body up to this point. I hope the beginning of season two is just her and Stubbs up at the Mesa. Just uh, uh, getting hammered and, you know, uh, maybe having... Wait, she's a lesbian though, right? She uh, could be bisexual. Well, we, listen, I, listen. She's, Sexuality is a spectrum and no yeah. one is entirely gay or entirely straight. Actually, and it's fluid. Or should actually, I say, Kelly, sexuality is a bit of a spectrum. <laughs> Nobody's entirely no. gay or Please entirely a straight or entirely having sex with a fish man. <laughs> oh, God. No. So... The number one reason I believe that Elsie is alive is because they planted the thing that she was kissing an asleep host, a lady host, which mm-hmm. never paid off, which Jonathan Nolan is not Damon, uh, whatever Lindelof. his name is, Lindelof. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to even try Hi, guys. I'm Red's last name finder. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, I can read his mind. And Jonathan Nolan doesn't plant clues like that unless they pay off. And so I'm going to say that's going to pay off in the second season. All right. Honest, uh, honestly, I feel was like that Clementine was probably... Was it Clementine that she kissed that, or was it somebody else? <laughs> I feel like that might have just been Shannon Woodward improvising. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I think it was Clementine. It was Clementine. <laughs> yes. Okay. See, again, weird choice. Wouldn't want to kiss that face myself. <laughs> Teddy and, listen, and, and And you can say that because you're a woman. Yeah. I can be as much of an asshole as I want. That's reparations. <laughs> Teddy and Lawrence are hosting at the party. The man in black goes to get some whiskey. The man in black looks like a host when he's it's drinking. It's bourbon. Doesn't... Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, he, he's drinking some liquid that's approximately 40% alcohol. It's bourbon. Um, and, it's on the bottle. And, and he looks like old Bill. Like, he looks that jerky in this scene. <laughs> he's that broken. Well, we've never yeah, seen him in the... civvies before. <laughs> I loved how he was just walking around with the one arm, like, in, like, whatever kind of cast it was in. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. His uh, there, there's a scene where he just goes walking across, and his arm is being held out stiffly because he had his arm fucking dislocated. Yep, which he has not dealt with, and has a, <laughs> decided to just keep walking around and go to the actual meeting. Guys, I meant to talk about this, but we were too busy talking about all of my heavy sighs uh-huh. during the scene in uh, the field lab. Dolores is wearing an awful lot of makeup for a robot. I, Every time she cries, you can totally see the tracks I in her foundation. I don't feel qualified to talk about robot makeup. Uh, I, it's just, and it's a very. Uh, Listen, I, I feel like Evan Rachel Wood and I have very similar complexions, so I understand what's going on here. She's got mm-hmm. a lot of pink in her skin. They have to really shellac it on there. <laughs> uh, but it's very like you couldn't edit that out in post. Like it's just so clear. It's like why would a robot wear makeup? Are you going to tell me that any self-respecting man would have sex with a robot who doesn't have makeup on? Come on, <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> Think about standard them, beauty aesthetics. 
but very few of them wind up having sex with Dolores. She's like pure or whatever. Uh, do we, I, I think that I think that from what we can interpret, a lot of people have had sex with Dolores. Oh, I'm sorry. I I differentiate between sex and rape. So. <laughs> But it's a robot, so who can say? But she, these are the uncomfortable questions we have to ask ourselves. We don't really have to ask ourselves these questions. And then they start playing the Radiohead song, the like "Dream Keep Dreaming" one, which is pretty great. <laughs> Exit music for a film. Oh, is that a, wow? You were way early on that. No, I believe they didn't. They start. Yeah, because uh, I it have plays it. for a really long time. It oh, played it play, over. Yeah, like it the, plays for a long time. And the time. song itself is a very long song. Mm-hmm. All right. So Ford gives his speech in the town. Um, they're like, uh, and while he's giving the speech, they're cutting between him, Maeve on the train, Lee throwing some switches, and the men in black drinking. And then Ford is in front of the board, uh, begins with the birth of a new people and the choices they have to make. Charlotte Hale's face in this scene is my face throughout all of Westworld. Uh, she's very skeptical. She's very skeptical and impatient. <laughs> and the she's like get to the point <laughs> <laughs> and then Maeve decides to get off the train at the last second which pissed me off but, well because she sat across from a mother and her daughter and I'm uh, like don't do that bitch the power shuts down go sit with a bunch of like bachelorette party assholes Lee goes down to the basement and it's empty that's the last time we see him people start coming out of the woods it's all the people who are in the basement presumably who are coming to kill all of the board Dolores I understand now, Teddy. This world doesn't belong to them. Mozart never died. He just became music. Dolores kills Ford, back of the head. Man in Black gets a chunk taken out of his arm, and he starts and smiling and doesn't run. No, he looks That delighted. was my favorite fucking part. He finally I did got what enjoy he wanted. That. Yeah. He's like, finally, it matters. But I <laughs> thought he would like be engaged and like start shooting back or something. Well, we don't know. I feel I mean, like this is going to that season two is going to be him uh, <laughs> fucking leading the uh, charge against all these robots. Um, maybe, but I mean, I thought he had like a death wish. Like that was always my because when he talked about Arnold, uh, did, is he the one who talked about Arnold killing himself in the park? Yes. Like, yeah, like, no, listen, no, he, he, he for him, it's he about figuring out. He wants to die in fair combat. That did seem like a lot of it. I, I will admit that. that. Yeah. That that I also had that same feeling. But mm. but I, I wasn't well. It wasn't one hundred percent clear. But I th- definitely thought he wanted to die in the park at, at one point. But there, there was also like, well, is that a metaphor for something? Ivan thought he wanted to be transferred his consciousness into a robot for a long time. Mm-hmm. Man, I really thought there was going to be human uh, to robot consciousness transfer. And and so I think we can all agree that we're super excited for the second season. <laughs> oh wait, guys, guys. We've still got to do the post-credit scene. Oh! Some of the weirdest <laughs> scene to choose to be a post-credit scene. It was great. You know what? No, 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 no. It was for all the people who felt like this was getting a little bit too brainy. <laughs> yeah, Armistice fucking slices off her arm and is like, oh yeah, I'm going to fuck these guys up. It was incredible. Honestly, if this whole show had just been about Armistice, I think I would just Armistice and then Maeve and Felix. Just the three of them. Um, comrades in armistice, I think I would call it. <laughs> Have a lot of uh, like hyper violent uh fight yeah. sequences, like set to like the Benny Hill music. Would so, be great. So if you if you turned it off before the credits, which I almost did, mm-hmm. there is another like thirty second long action scene where it deals with armistice. 
uh, with her arm stuck in the door and then killing some people. Mm-hmm. Well, because it's her gun arm in the door, so she kills all the guys right. that have closed the door on her. Yeah. And then uh, she cuts her arm off with this knife and these other people behind her are just like, oh my God. Like, yeah. well, because she has no pain. Her pain got turned way down. Oh, right, 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 yeah. So it doesn't hurt to cut her arm off. Well, it hurts much less anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> and much less than dying forever, I presume. Yeah. It's a scratch. Yes. And then that brings us to our thoughts on the next season, which we're all obviously watching, right? <laughs> yeah, like Listen, I don't if have I'm alive else... in 2018, I'm going to fucking watch it. I don't have anything else going on in 2018. So. Perfect. I'm very excited about this show coming back. Yeah, I mean, I'm really... <sighs> I'm really hopeful for this show to become something that I enjoy. <laughs> like, I get why other people like it. Well, but as then, I've often said, uh, there are no women like me. There's only me. And that makes it very lonely when I try to consume entertainments. Evan Rachel Wood did say the first season is like a great prequel for the show it's going to become. I do like Evan Rachel Wood. That's the thing that's so weird. She's is like so good. When this show was announced, I was super amped on it. Um, because I thought it was going to be more science fiction-y than it wound up being. And I guess by that I mean space. I thought space was going to be involved right. somehow. Maybe that's where the robots will escape to. That would be cool. I like space. Um, and Evan Rachel Wood, and I love her. Like I've loved her for a long time, but especially when she was the vampire queen in True Blood. Like, <laughs> that character was my favorite. I loved her like unabashedly. That show is ridiculous, but her, I was like, that is my best life. I was re-watching West Wing, and in season four she plays cj craig's niece in an episode and it threw me the fuck off because she's like a teenager <laughs> oh yeah was that pre or post 13 i don't know okay i'll look it up on imdb.com it's there yeah it's right there anyway yeah so i was really surprised that i didn't like this show i was super primed to really love it and i did not what you made it through all 10 even now you don't like it I really liked episode nine. If the second season is less, you know, Nolan wanking and more actual interesting things that I haven't seen before. Dude, Nolan's getting wanked is the main thing I'm interested in. (laughs) I hate so cold and British. I hated the movie Inception so much. It's so it's, cold and British. It's, it's one great. of my least favorite movies. But I generally like. Also, you know, Interstellar is very good. I like. I didn't see Interstellar. Loved it. Um, Neither have I. You know. I like the Batman. Well, <laughs> don't give me that face. <laughs> I, you know, I liked Christopher Nolan's Batman stuff. Memento is fine, although I feel like that was also like, oh, like I'm 18, like oh my god, stuff yeah. is happening. But uh, yeah, I'm just not. They are just more interested in consciousness than I am. Period. It's an interesting thing. I don't think it's that mm-hmm. interesting. It's one of the most interesting. I think it's seen. only uh, going to be interesting once we actually know how the brain works, which we don't. I'm going to make a prediction. Kelly is going to watch however many episodes of Westworld Season 2 it will take for her to be on the podcast. <laughs> that is an accurate prediction. Oh, man. You're going to... And the thing is, so I don't... We, we've made jokes about it. The next season isn't coming out next year. It's coming out the year after that. What are we going to do? Because um, Game of Thrones is next year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones will happen But I mean, that's year. only 10 weeks out of the year. So like, right. what else is going to give my life meaning? I don't know. I think it's mostly existential screaming. <laughs> I've been and actual about doing that therapy where you break a bunch of dishes that seems really right you know therapeutic yeah i think i'm gonna work on forging passports <laughs> that's a great idea oh actually i'm gonna learn how to use guns yes that was the most hilarious yeah. thing i was with a bunch of women when the election results were announced and 
in the most American response ever, <laughs> a bunch of us pinko commie liberals were like, well, we're all getting guns. We need to buy guns. But I mean, seriously, every woman I know is like, well, they've got them and they know how to use them. We mm. didn't think this was going to happen. Oof. We thought people weren't garbage, but I guess now we have to get violent. I guess you could say we imagined a story where we didn't have to be the damsel. You could say that, and it'd be a great time. <laughs> blam, 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 blam. <laughs> all right, I think I think we've made it. I think we've covered all of Westworld season one. We Thank have, you so much, we have, Kelly, for being here. We have done yeah, a two-hour, ten-minute podcast out of an, a ninety-minute episode, which in itself is longer than Westworld the movie. Look, guys, I had a lot of world-building questions. <laughs> and thank you. I appreciate you bringing me on. And I also have to say, there's nobody I would rather express my deep-rooted disdain for something with than the two of you. And uh, same. And so if people are hearing you for the first time, where can they find you on the internet? Oh, they can find me on the internet. I'm at the Fatling on Twitter. And, what, and if they wanted to hear you talking more on podcasts... Could you supply them with that? Yeah. Uh, I have Up Yours Downstairs. We're currently covering uh, Mr. Selfridge's Series 4. Soon to be covering? Uh, soon to be covering The Crown. The Crown. Great show soon on Netflix be... if you hate feeling and love being British. Uh, soon to be uh, featuring Red Scott as a guest. Oh, you goddamn right I'm yeah, going to be on I, that. Look, pretty much, again, much like me finishing watching Westworld was the result of you guys being like, watch it. Uh, Red was like, I want to come on. I was like, all right, fine. Yeah, no, listen. All my choices in life are made by podcasts. The, I think if you pay attention, you'll realize that everything bad that happens in Westworld is a direct result of the queen refusing to approve of the relationship between Princess Anne and group Captain Townsend. I'm sure I didn't get those names right. Okay, I will. I will keep all this in mind. Um, also, <laughs> this seems this seems relevant for your bannerman. Actually, I'm going to be on Star Wars Minute. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm recording this week. I don't know how far ahead they record, so I'm not sure when that will come out. But if you follow me on Twitter, uh, I can definitely retweet that. So I'm really excited. It's Attack of the Clones. Oh, the, perfect. Some dope Padme Amidala outfits. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see if, if it's in your minute. Yeah. Oh, God, I hope so. Oh, if I don't get to talk about Padme Amidala outfits like it's a way a complete waste for, for those unfamiliar the podcast covers uh the star wars prequels and every episode covers exactly one minute it covers all of them so they started right. with the original three right no but each each podcast episode covers exactly one minute you just said the prequel and it listen sorry edit it out and post mm-hmm. we'll figure it out that's what post <laughs> is for all right and so thank you so much for being on our podcast yeah thanks for having me guys yeah uh, thanks if for doing the show yeah, thank you guys so much. This two-hour podcast was made possible by our Patreon listeners. You can find us patreon.com slash I really want to diagram that sentence. This two-hour <laughs> podcast. You can find us on Twitter at VoiceGoreSwords. You can find Ivan on Twitter at Ivan underscore Hernandez. And you can find Red on Twitter at Red underscore Scott. Bye. This two-hour bye. <laughs>